All right, you ready? I feel nervous. <laughs> We're only talking to ourselves. I know. <laughs> it was like, I have to do an intro to you. Hello, Chico. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Fans Talk NASCAR. I'm your host, Sienna. I'm your host, Jacob. And we are two fans that are talking about NASCAR. Yeah, we are definitely not uh, <laughs> like a Denny Hamlin or a Corolla Joy or... Even Jeff Club, Bob, Bob mm-hmm. Hawkrass. Sitting on the couch yelling at a TV, bro. That's, That's us. Mm-hmm. That's us. We were, we're hardcore fans of NASCAR. Obviously, we have favorite drivers, but most importantly, we're just a fan of NASCAR. Yeah, first first and foremost. Yeah, it. this is supposed to be more like a, a fan's perspective. Not so much someone who mm-hmm. has, I guess, the expertise who's been around for all those years and at the track every weekend. Well, you've been around all these years. I have, <laughs> but I'm not at the track every weekend. That's true. <laughs> um, basically, we are we're fans, and we are also brother and sister. So we have this like we're both into NASCAR, and we both have like these these conversations about NASCAR that I think have kind of a, a pretty good like insight on like how fans view the sport you know what i mean like we mm-hmm. bring up questions i bring up as like a newer fan than you i bring up questions that like you know i'm sure other fans bring up but like you never really see that yeah and uh kind of just explain myself a little bit i've been a fan of nascar since i was a kid which is really awkward for my family because no one in my family watches nascar when I was a kid, so I literally just saw it on TV and started watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably like 2003 where I started watching it. How old were you in 2003? Six. I was two, bro. <laughs> six, seven, maybe? Well, I guess depending on the time. Something like that. Yeah. And how old are you now? 26. <laughs> I thought you were 25. Nope. I, I wish. <laughs> I thought you were 25. I would say 25. I wish I was just turned 21. They're like, oh, how old's your brother? And I'd be like, 25. I've been saying that for so long. <laughs> Keep on saying it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of like my background. been watching NASCAR yeah. every, religiously every Sunday. I've missed maybe in the past four or five years. I probably missed mm, like two races maybe mm. from being busy. But for the most part, I'm there watching it every time to race whether it's saturday sunday rained out whatever it is you make your plans around nascar yes yeah <laughs> like yesterday <laughs> yeah i yeah like for instance yesterday i had a really busy day but i told everyone that i would be <laughs> watching nascar <laughs> so i'm not available until after 9 or 10 p.m <laughs> yep and i you know we grew up together i knew of nascar my whole life it's been there. I remember every now and then I'd go into your room, you're watching NASCAR, and I would sit there sometimes just because I was bored and, you know, an annoying little sister. <laughs> and my, I remember my original favorite driver. Do you remember? My original favorite driver? No, my original favorite driver. Um, I'm trying to think. The reasoning was dumb. 
I know it had. I know it was something dumb, but I don't remember what it was or who. It, it was. was. It was Jeff Gordon in his twenty-four. Oh car. yeah, because it's the flames. Because of the flames. Right? Yeah. yeah I that was literally it. I was like, oh, I like him. I like his car. Uh-huh. And when I would buy the, the NASCAR games, you would play and you would be Jeff Gordon. Yeah, just because of that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know. Car. I never even knew that it was Jeff Gordon though until later. I was just like, I like the twenty-four car. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we. I remember you would be like. You would try and include me, and you would be like, "Oh, that's the that's your favorite car. That's your that's the flame car." And I'm like, oh, "Really?" And like, you would get me into it, and like, but I never got really that deep into NASCAR. I just knew of it and stuff. Growing up with it, with you and stuff. I know Tony Stewart is your favorite original yeah. NASCAR driver. Mm-hmm. He was. He was. Is that because he? You said it was because he won the first race you saw. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm trying, and I, I can probably look it up some way somehow, but. He won a race, and I don't remember if it was his first time or it was just a, a time when he started climbing the fence, and I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool. So, And you fell in love with Tony Stewart. Yeah, ever since then. Mm-hmm. And every time I saw him win, he'd always climb the fence, it especially was, at Indy. So. It was always Tony Stewart. I remember that. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't get into NASCAR until, I want to say, the season before this season. So about two years ago? Yeah, I guess so. Because it, it, I feel like it was mainly last season where I got, you know, into it, into it, you know? Mm-hmm. But... And what made you interested? Well, we had gone to a Texas Motor Speedway race. Mm-hmm. And that was... I sort of fell in love with, like, hearing the cars and seeing the cars. I fell in love with that. Yeah, like the atmosphere. Yeah, and the vibes, like... Yeah, I'm standing outside there for hours and hours. But, like, it was just fun. Like, I have no way to explain it. I always tell my friends, like, just go to a race. You're going to have fun. Mm -hmm. Like, it's probably it sounds boring on paper, but it's so much fun. Yeah. I think the people I've taken to NASCAR races for the first time, each one of them have said they've had a lot of fun. Yeah. So, it's definitely a really cool experience. I don't think it's very much, like, promoted. I mean, sure, amongst my NASCAR fans, you kind of want, like, okay, like, yeah, let's let's go to race, or let's do that, let's do this, this, but as maybe an outside perspective, I'd feel like anyone who goes to NASCAR race probably would be like, yeah, this is actually pretty fun. Yeah, it's, it's very fun. I fell in love with that, and so, like, every time you would go to race, I would, like, try to go. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd go in there and be like, got room for one more? Whatever. <laughs> and then eventually, I just got into, like, watching it i say watching it but i still don't really watch it i usually come in at like the last stage mm-hmm. when there's like a handful of laps left that's when i come in usually jacob will sit there and watch the whole race and like i can hear him screaming and stuff <laughs> <laughs> but i come in at the end usually and yeah first of all you know what let's say what our favorite drivers are who our favorite drivers are our main favorite drivers you want okay. me to go first or you, you want to go first? I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first. Because <laughs> you have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite driver is the best driver. The one okay. that wins all the time. He okay. wins every race. If you look at every NASCAR race, it just says his name. Okay. Who <laughs> won? <laughs> no, it's the number eight, Kyle Busch. Hey. Love Kyle Busch. Still getting used to that. I almost corrected you know, like he's the 18. <laughs> Still no, getting used to that. The number eight, bro. <laughs> I kind of like the number eight though, because 
That's a top 10 spot automatically. 18 is top 20. Whatever. Okay. 8, top 10. It makes sense in my head, all right? Give me a break. <laughs> but honestly, can I talk about how I got into Kyle Bush? Yeah. Because at first, I liked, you know, we talked about how I liked Jeff Gordon. Mm-hmm. And I loved his paint scheme and stuff. And then I sort of, like, was in and out of NASCAR all the time, you know, whatever. Yeah. Not even casual fan. Hardly a fan. <laughs> I just like the pretty, the pretty schemes. But then, like, I want to say, like, maybe four or five years ago, I was like, you know, I need, like, a favorite driver that's, you know, still in the sport. <laughs> and also, like, like, I just needed a new favorite driver. I didn't really mm-hmm. have one. I like Jeff Gordon because of his car. That's not, that doesn't scream a fan, right? Yeah. So I was like, I need to find a favorite driver. And I think that year or something, I just kept hearing you say, Kyle Bush one, Kyle Bush one, Kyle's in first, Kyle's this, Kyle's that. And I was like, <laughs> he wins the most. <laughs> That's what that meant in my head. He yeah. wins the most. He's always in first place. Like, anytime I'm paying attention, he's my favorite. Because I want my favorite to be the one who wins the most. Yeah. And NASCAR says he's a, he's a winningest driver, whatever that means. I mean, he's won the most races he's been a part of, whether it's Cup, Xfinity, Truck. Whatever it is, he's one of the most out of amongst everyone in the. I mean, Infinity too. Is he that number one spot? Like he's won the most in each one, or is it just that he's up there? Like no, he's won the most combined. Wow. But like obviously, he doesn't have the most cup wins. I picked a good one. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let me explain to you my favorite driver now. Mm Mm-hmm. Love to hear this. All right. Everyone ready? <laughs> Driver, start your <laughs> engines. <laughs> Whoa. Everybody, start typing. <laughs> My favorite driver is the most controversial, but most beloved fan base he can have, Chase Elliott. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so interesting you have to say he's controversial to like, because, like, that's it. He's not even a controversial, controversial person. It's just... Somebody says, I'm a Chase Elliott fan. Everyone's like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's uh the reaction. It's like, oh, you think he's the best of all time. Did you not just hear me and what I was saying about Kyle Busch? Yeah. (laughs) It's the Kyle Busch fans that feel that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and, and, um, you know, obviously I like uh, Tony Stewart before Chase Elliott, and then Tony Stewart was on his farewell tour. Uh, and that year, I really wasn't, I mean, I, yeah, I was rooting for Tony Stewart to win, but I wasn't really, like, looking at him. I was looking at different drivers, maybe. I wanted, you knew he was going to retire. Yeah. You're, I looking, was, you're yeah, in the market. I was in the market shopping for new favorite drivers. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I was like, I need someone young who has potential, who could win, and just seems like they're going to be around a while. And looking around, um... Was there anybody, like you thought of before Chase Elliott like other drivers like who were you looking at I think the mainly the people I, look, I was looking at at that time was I know you're gonna I know you're gonna say something what <laughs> every fan say something I was looking at Denny Hamlin oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I know but also I knew he wasn't that young Denny so. Hamlin what a character mm-hmm. I, uh, I knew he wasn't that young mm-hmm. so I was like maybe not uh, wow Alternate timeline where Jacob was a fan of Denny Hamlin. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think of that. That's too cursed. 
and now I'm full fledged chasing a lady, man. <laughs> Uh, I can't say, like, anyone else, really. I was kind of looking at Kevin Harvick a little bit, too. But also, I knew he was probably towards his end. And obviously, he is, you mm-hmm. know, in his last season for NASCAR. Literally, so. his retirement season this Yeah. Season. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've been looking for another driver again. <laughs> <laughs> Denny Hamlin. Oh, God. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and he's going to retire, probably. <laughs> he's going to retire next year. Anyone I like, he retired. <laughs> uh, but... Started watching Chase Elliott, liked him, and at that time, he was in the 24 car. He was in the 9 car. So, this was his rookie year, right? His first year is when you really paid attention? Um, or did you start paying attention to him when he was in Xfinity, or what? No, it was pretty much Cup where I started watching him. Uh, his rookie year, uh, kind of just watched it, and I think it was sophomore year. I, I can't really remember like the timeline of it, but... Uh, I think it was his sophomore year. Right, I'm going to start calling rookie years freshman years. Why? Because you're saying sophomore year. I feel like it oh. has to be freshman. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching Chase Elliott back when he was a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I started watching him and then just kind of like I liked his uh, demeanor and what kind of what he stood for. You can tell. I think it's something to a NASCAR. You can just see who's like really serious about things and who's not and you can it, see the fire in their eyes exactly and even sure. just them driving the car you see you see like oh yeah this dude means business you know yeah. this dude's kind of like whatever about it that's honestly the reason why i like kyle bush too like he always yeah. has that fire in his eyes no matter what you know even he, when he like crashes and stuff he's so pissed but like i love that because like he cares so much about each race no matter what even if it's like his worst track like I know people say he's not good at super speedways, or he's not good at super speedways, mm-hmm. but, like, he's still trying so hard. Like, yeah. I, I love that. I, you love seeing effort, for yeah. sure, as a fan. Yeah, so that's exactly what kind of led me into Chase Elliott. Uh, but, also, obviously, you know, he's controversial, and here's my opinion on it. I'm sure everyone's going to have their own opinion on it and, you know, what they believe in, but here's my thing about Chase Elliott. People think... He, I guess it was a thing that they called him the Mickey Mouse driver for quite a while. What does that mean exactly? It just means to kind of like the face of the sport and they're going to like... Everything's the, handed to him? Yeah, like basically. Silver, or, silver spoon of the sport. Exactly. Right? Or they'll look the other way when he does something wrong oh. and things like that. Yeah. And honestly, like I don't feel like that about him. I do feel like he has to go out there and repeat just like everyone else. I know mm-hmm. it just seems to me though like people just don't like Chase Elliott just to not like him. Because everyone mm-hmm. loves him, and everyone knows he has a devoted fan base. Yeah. And, and, like, NASCAR does push Chase Elliott, but he is the most popular driver. You're going to promote the most popular driver. Imagine they keep pushing exactly. fucking, like, J.J. Elliott or whatever. Right? That's his name? Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, imagine they're pushing him. That's He's not, sorry, J.J. Elliott, but he's not the most popular driver. You know, yeah. people aren't going to be like, oh, J.J. Elliott, I know him, blah, blah, blah. Like, people are going to hear Chase Elliott and be like, sounds familiar, honestly. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's the biggest thing is, like, you want your mm-hmm. top driver, whether top driver meaning he's the best, as in winning, or he's the most popular driver, you want him on the front cover. I mean, look at mm-hmm. Dale Jr. He's still around NASCAR. And whenever he races, mm-hmm. NASCAR doesn't even but talk about him. And, yes, he's a commentator for NBC. Uh, so you hear him, you know, half of the season. But even when he races, you see how everyone knows what he's doing at all times. And that's the same way with Chase Elliott. And I, I feel like people kind of, like, don't like that. 
with Chase Elliott as they did with Dale Jr. But it's mm-hmm. it's the same thing, you know. Everyone mm-hmm. everyone loved Dale Jr. Everyone still loves Dale Jr. And I just feel like people are kind of like in this day age, like to hate more than they do to like appreciate mm-hmm. them when it comes to like popular figures. I mean, look at LeBron James. Like everyone knows LeBron James, but I can guarantee you there's a lot more hate being you know thrown out there on social media than there is praise. And mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of like the the modern world of what we live in right now. So mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of sucks that Chase Elliott fan because you. You support him so much, and you want him to win, and you want him to do these great things. Everybody has their favorite driver. Exactly, and it's kind of like my driver gets get pushed on more just because he's the most popular driver in, in the sport. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious he's the most popular driver because we always joke about it. But it's like, dang, Chase Elliott got in a crash, whatever. We're going to listen to his post-crash interview or whatever, and it's mm-hmm. always like, you know, man, it is what it is. I gotta get out there in the next race. I gotta, yeah. I gotta win, you know. But you know, this stuff happens. Like, think my team. Yeah, <laughs> all this he, stuff. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, I think you bring up a really good point. Like, he's the most bland, plain, <laughs> black and white, you know, uh, reporter you can you can have. Like, mm-hmm. you talk to him, you're gonna be like, bro, like, is your life even fun? <laughs> what, what excites you, yeah. Chase? Tell us. Like, he doesn't get. He just has such a good uh, demeanor, mm-hmm. but it's like you said, it's so weird that he's the most popular driver yeah. with that kind of, con- of that kind of demeanor. You know, Dell Jr. Yeah. Everyone knew him from his dad, and even without his dad, he was very much his own person. And mm-hmm. you know, you can tell, like, yeah, he. I mean, he literally made the phrase, "It's Bristol, baby." Like <laughs> that was Dell Jr. Was him? Yeah, that was Dell Jr. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bristol, baby. <laughs> yeah, that was him. So. Wow. I can't see Chase Elliott saying anything other than, you know, yeah, it was my, thanks, sorry for my team. I'm not that good. But if it, if your favorite person was someone like Denny Hamlin, he comes out of the infield care center or whatever, he's talking nothing but shit. That's true. <laughs> so that, I think that is kind of funny that Chase Elliott is like the, he's so popular. He is the most popular, but he's that kind of person. Like yeah. He, he's just... Very. He's bland. Mm-hmm. No offense to Chase Elliott. He's great. I love that mindset, honestly. Like I do too. You know, man. it is what it is or whatever. But like as a fan, like you're like, No bro, get mad. That was fucked up. <laughs> what they yeah. did to you. I know you get mad like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> he's like, I don't know, man, but he's banned from Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> don't ever go to Hooters again. He's calling CEO right now. <laughs> like, Christopher Bell, you ain't going to Hooters. <laughs> Well, also, I think we can also talk, start kind of talking about racing. Um, yeah. First, I want to talk about the race that made me be like, we need to have a podcast. We obviously didn't do it immediately, but mm-hmm. that is the Chicago Street Race. Oh, yeah. That was amazing from a fan's point of view. I We were so excited. We were so pumped up. That was... Really I, awesome. I watched that whole race. And that's saying a lot. I don't watch whole races. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... Like, yeah, that Do you remember when they announced it? I mean, I know they announced it the year before. I don't remember the exact day. Um, was it, like, exciting news? In, in oh, yeah, it was definitely exciting. Everyone was super excited about it. Uh, in the sports world? Or it was more like fan world, journalist NASCAR world. world. NASCAR. Like, I wouldn't say the drivers. Drivers are always not really going to care. They care more about the next race. Yeah. Uh, so, they didn't really comment on it too much. But, 
definitely like reporters and you know fans are definitely giving their two cents everyone's really excited for the opportunity uh <clears throat> to even have a race on the street because we haven't done that and mm-hmm. who knows how long and you know, me being an F1 fan, too, like, that kind of, like, was cool to see a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of excited for that, too. Uh, and the build-up to it, like, the the year of and, like, uh, getting to it, it seemed like more and more excitement grew. I know there was a lot of issues with, like, Chicago um, governing body at that time. Uh, I believe the mayor, the new mayor that was in there didn't like it. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of made it known. Didn't like everything that was going on uh i even remember seeing a quote or, or a tweet i guess a, a x whatever you want to call it <laughs> <laughs> just say tweet nobody's yeah. saying x um and i saw that they were upset that they had to uh close off some one of the busiest streets in chicago mm-hmm. i think like two three weeks before the race to get it ready for the race uh so there was some i believe backlash from the, the government, city? yeah, from the city government, <laughs> uh, opposing this, but they knew it was really too late. Like they had to uh, have contracts it. were signed. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. So leading up to it was a lot of controversy through the city. But is it, it going to work? Exactly. Is it going to work? Like, how is this going to get in our way? Yeah. Like, is this going to get in our way? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. I and was I, it worth it? Like, is a reaction to get money from yeah. NASCAR? As a more casual fan, I don't think. I don't remember them announcing it. Like I don't I don't think I was there for when they announced it. But I remember eventually hearing about it. And I I wouldn't say it was immediate excitement like, "Oh my gosh, it's going to be so amazing. Let's go." I think for me it was like this is different. This is interesting. Mhm. How are these cars going to be driving on the street? Like on on tracks and stuff, you know, it's like I think for me, my question as a sort of dumb fan was like, are they going to need different tires? Like, are they going to need street tires? They have slicks, they have rain, and now they have street. <laughs> like, I was like, what's going to happen? Like, are they going to change how the cars are working a little bit to work better with the street? Mm-hmm. Is there a difference? It's still asphalt, right? So I was like, I had these like technical questions, but also I was like, what is this going to look like for, like, the sport? Mm-hmm. Are we going to get more Chicago fans? You know? Mm-hmm. Are we... Yeah. How big is this going to get? I, I also didn't know that there was a festival, like, in it. Like, it was a festival. It yeah, is. that's what the city was promoted as. A, oh, a huge festival. I didn't know they were going to have DJs playing. Yeah. And, like, it was supposed to be this whole spectacle. Uh, and you say, suppose. <laughs> yeah, suppose. Uh... <laughs> I guess you can say that one of the most historic days in Chicago, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. in terms of rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did break records. I, yeah, it broke their city record for having most rainfall in 24 hours, something yeah, like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember the exact amount of inches they got, <laughs> but they got mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, so that freaking sucked, and because like I, I kind of like. It, I'll mention this too. Like as a fan of the sport, I'm a genuine fan of the sport. I'm not one of those fans you're gonna go on Twitter and see me saying one thing, mm-hmm. and then going back and being a hypocrite and saying something else, mm-hmm. only because my it was to my favorite driver. Or you're not really gonna see me 
bash NASCAR too much about something. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very much like, hey, I I know our ratings and I know our audience levels are kind of low. But, you know, I'm all on the board trying new things and, and getting mm-hmm. out there and doing whatever we could, you know, whatever the sport can. Because I'm a huge believer in NASCAR and I want to see NASCAR succeed in this new modern day. Mm-hmm. I only know... You know, uh, memories of like, man, everyone was so excited. You know, in the early two thousands to watch it. Exactly, doing all that stuff, and I mean, you still hear all that when you're you're around now. Mm -hmm. But I definitely would like to have a newer fan base and people who seem to really enjoy it in the modern day. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously we have you know the big sports like baseball, basketball, football. um, But it would be nice to get NASCAR to maybe one of those levels eventually. So, you know, saying that, I was really excited for the Chicago Street Race because it was something new, and I was ready to see something new. I feel like I didn't see, I didn't realize how hyped up this was until, like, the week of. I saw everything being pushed, and, like, everybody was getting excited. New people I saw on Twitter. Yeah. Talking, being like, oh, this is going to be so fun, or whatever. And, like, just talking about NASCAR, and that was really exciting. I got really excited. Like, oh, my gosh, it's, like, going to be amazing. I don't even care if it's the most boring race ever. It Mm -hmm. definitely wasn't. But I was like, this is doing a lot online, like, on social media, and Mm -hmm. that's where you need to hit now. It's not about tv per se like yes it's about the ratings and stuff but in order to get those ratings you need to go through social media yeah exactly and that's such a huge thing in today's world i think you bring up a point because uh you know obviously we didn't go to the race you know we're just yeah. we're just excited fans but I we're was in texas very... <laughs> we ain't going to chicago <laughs> i was very i wanted to see what people were saying on the streets about mm-hmm. it you know when that weekend came about and uh, I kind of I'll bring up Jeff Gluck a little bit. He was tweeting a little bit about it and how people didn't even know he was. You know, he was talking to people just walking down the street and they had no idea what NASCAR was until this weekend. But they were buying tickets to go to the race, and that mm-hmm. made me excited because that made me that showed me like, hey, these people have no idea what they're doing, but they know like, hey, there's there's a race going on, and who knows, maybe you know, maybe if some of their their business back maybe they do watch nascar maybe not every weekend like me but casually they know think, of it yeah or like you know we have it helps us get a permanent race in chicago and everyone knows about the race and it starts mm-hmm. growing that way uh so i was really excited to see you know jeff Lett showing those uh instances and uh conversations with people he just met on the streets and mm-hmm. kind of just talking to people that made me really excited for the whole event in general seeing all that but then the delays. <laughs> yeah, uh, we can get into the rain. <clears throat> the delays sucked. <laughs> yes. It was the whole weekend. <clears throat> excuse me. It was the whole weekend, and man, it sucked. I was so excited for it. like Xfinity. I was so excited for it. Annoying. Mm-hmm. You were the... prepared to watch all three races, right? Truck Xfinity. What's truck there? No. Okay. So you were prepared to watch X- Xfinity. Yeah, I was prepared to watch Xfinity and. I knew they were having a festival, so like just kind of like thinking it from a fan's perspective because I like festivals a lot in general. Jacob's very into EDM. Yeah, I'm very into EDM. festivals. So like all that. that festival stuff is right, right down up my your alley. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, and I was so excited for the Xfinity race, and uh, they went like, what did they do? Like ten laps? I don't. I don't remember exactly how much it was. Not a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was not a lot. It was not a lot of laps, and they. 
And I'm just counting race. Now, Which I feel like a lot of people. They I don't think they're upset about that. But I think I think that's a controversy in itself. Canceling races. Canceling the race and it wasn't even halfway. Because mm-hmm. obviously NASCAR and policy ha- book says you know it needs to be halfway. I do remember that being a big conversation. I got into not a really a fight, but like I I had a back and forth with somebody on Twitter, and they're like they should have canceled it or whatever. But I mm-hmm. was taking the point of like, well this is a festival, right? This is like mm-hmm. pretty much a temporary track, yeah. and it's inconveniencing a lot of people. Honestly, at the end of the day, like they can't keep this up. For, you know, a, a race. Exactly. Like people need to go to work and stuff. They need to. They need to keep the economy going. <laughs> you know. So yeah. like, it doesn't make sense to be like, mm, can we please just like, push it back a little bit? Can we keep the festival here a little bit longer? You know, like mm-hmm. that brings up a lot of issues like with the city and stuff. And like I know people brought up that there they had like an extra day something on the contract uh-huh. like that, like an emergency day or whatever. But you really want to I feel like you really want to avoid using that extra day because it stops that little part of the city. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think also the way you kind of think about it is Xfinity is not cup. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't have the names of Chase Elliott there or Denny Hamlin or Kyle Busch or, you know, people who race every weekend and everyone knows who their names. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Not saying yeah. those drivers don't deserve, you know, that recognition. But yeah. you're right. At the end of the day, They're cup not. is bigger than Xfinity. Exactly. And I think the way NASCAR was thinking about it, and again, this is from a fan, uh, fan's perspective, so we can be completely wrong here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. this is what we're thinking and what we're seeing. But I think mm-hmm. what they were thinking, what NASCAR was thinking was, if we move this to Sunday morning before the race, who knows how much we're going to get in because everyone knew it was slated to rain. Like, there was a 100% chance of rain, mm-hmm. which is very, let me let y'all know, like, that's very, very rare to see. <laughs> when you see a, a meteorologist tell you there's a 100% chance of rain, just know, like, there's a hundred. You're, it's gonna rain. <laughs> that means like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, <clears throat> if Mother Nature doesn't make it rain, I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like. So everyone knew that. So I think Nasca thought about thought about it maybe, and they're like, we can't have it Sunday morning because we're not. We don't know how much we're gonna get in. Um, and then maybe they. I just don't even really. I feel like they shouldn't even really thought about Monday because mm-hmm. your main race will race on Sunday, and then on Monday, you're going to have Xfinity, and... If anything, the extra day is for Cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to... You're not going to have, you know, 20,000 fans stay Monday to watch an Xfinity race instead of a Cup race. I... It'll be... It's hard enough to get people to stay on a Monday when everyone has to go to work. I'm so. trying to think of who's the most popular driver in Xfinity right now. Josh Berry? <sighs> And that's because he's going well, on Cup a lot. It also depends what you mean by popularity. Because I feel like Xfinity, there's different kinds of popularity. There's like, oh yeah, like everyone knows his name in general. There's also, you know, everyone like, he's well known because he's, he he wins races. And there's also some regular Xfinity drivers who don't who don't move up so much. Like uh, Justin Allgaier. He's been there quite a, oh, quite a while. Uh, he hasn't, I mean, sometimes he has raced Cup. But his home is Xfinity. So obviously everyone knows him and he's popular. We have names like Austin Hill, who's a juggernaut in Xfinity right now, and he's 
kind of, you know, he does some cup races, but mm-hmm. he definitely deserves a full-time ride pretty soon. Mentioning him, he got an extension for Xfinity next year, so he'll be back in Xfinity next year. But 2025 is probably looking more like he's probably going to be in a cup car. Mm-hmm. Um, well, isn't he the driver that, sidetrack a little bit, isn't he the driver that said, like, he did get offers to move up to cup, but he wanted to stick with RCR? Uh, Was that him? I don't remember. I remember hearing something like that. I know that. somebody, somebody was like, oh, the the, the the decision was easy. I'm going to stick with my team that I have right now rather than go to cup with somebody else. Somebody said that, and I, I thought that was cool. I, I, it might have been him. Because, I think it was Austin Hill. Yeah. I think, I, I think it was him. But, like, yeah, those are different types of popularity you're going to have in Xfinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but kind of going back to the race, you know, like they're not like Chase Elliott or anyone like that. So I think... And, like, my perspective as a fan who have watched NASCAR for over 20 years now, I feel like NASCAR made the right decision. Um, they shouldn't have moved it or tried to have it on Monday. I think they did the right thing and just canceled it and just, like, all right, this is it. Like, sorry, guys. Like, we really tried. And they did. I'm not going to sit here and be like, NASCAR didn't try anything or didn't try to be um, – great or they they were just kind of like chilling and oh it's raining whatever like, like no. oh it's just xfinity yeah no they were trying hard and i think they made they were trying hard all weekend long <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> they were literally fighting mother nature yeah literally <laughs> i've never seen people fight but they were fighting <laughs> <laughs> uh <clears throat> yeah so i definitely think that's kind of made the right decision um but then leading up into it you thought that was enough rain sunday morning Cup race is scheduled. Wow. <laughs> the main race is scheduled. The Literally the grand finale of the whole festival, everything scheduled. And they had the most historic rain. Mm-hmm. And there I, were pools. There were, they're, they're not, they weren't even puddles. They were ponds. Yes. I think I saw fish in there, bro. <laughs> that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, I remember, I was literally thinking in my head when I was, you know, seeing... Or them saying it was raining. I'm like, bro, like, it's raining, like, whatever. Like, just come on. Mm-hmm. And people are like, it's not raceable. And I'm like, come on, let's, let's just try it. You know, let's just get down there with some wet tires. Kind of, like, just get the cars moving Everybody around. Everybody bring out your canoes. Let's go boat racing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get get some get some heat into the track, and then we'll start the race. Mm-hmm. But then, <laughs> Rain did not let when up. I saw pictures on Twitter from teams showing... Mm-hmm. The amount of rain. Weren't they playing in the water too? Yes, like... playing. Around. I think Track House was the one that had a boat race. Yeah, they had a boat race. Yeah, they had their boat race. Uh, <laughs> They're putting their tires in there just to show us how deep it was. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember what team it was, but they had a camera and they put it underwater on pit road. Mm-hmm. And it, you and it's so crazy, see everyone walking past them, and it's like it is like halfway up your leg <laughs> like past your ankle mm-hmm. and you're like what the heck like they're trying to figure out places to drain the water too yeah it was just like, not draining and wow that was that was a lot of rain honestly that was that was so much rain and i was like holy crap i would i remember feeling pretty pretty like i guess dejected by it yeah like i felt pretty sad like bro all this hype I was so excited, and it rains. 
yeah. and it's like the worst rain ever, mm-hmm. especially for something like NASCAR. You know? Yeah. That I, is, you don't want to see that. It sucks so bad seeing. I felt that. if if it was any other track, like if it was like Texas Motor Speedway. Sorry, that's our home track. But like, <laughs> you know, Texas Motor Speedway or or literally anywhere else. Like it's like mm, we're gonna try, but like it doesn't look like it, guys. But this one was like, we have to try. We have this contract. We need to make sure this works out so that we can still do it in the future. Mm-hmm. There's all this pressure, and it's like everybody's trying. You could see, like, you can tell NASCAR is trying when they are just so silent. <laughs> They're too busy working on shit to update you on everything constantly, you yeah. know? So you're like, you're looking at people like Jeff Gluck and Bob Pockrass, like, to get the scoop mm-hmm. during those times because, like, they're in it and they're like, okay, guys. They're talking about this. They're bringing up these conversations, blah, 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 discussing uh-huh. what can work and stuff. But NASCAR, silent as hell. <laughs> They're too busy <laughs> trying to find a solution. Yeah. So yeah. I was happy to, like, in a weird way, I was happy to not see information from NASCAR because I could tell they were really diligently working to figure out what can happen. Mm-hmm. And they really, I'm, I'm proud of them. Like, they worked really hard and they tried hard to make it happen. And eventually it did happen. Thank God. Yes, but getting oh into God. it. <laughs> Actually, getting into it. We had to talk about the rain because that was that was crazy. <laughs> but yeah, finally getting to the race where mm-hmm. no one thought would probably happen. It was the the roads. Don't get us wrong. It was still really wet. There weren't there weren't those huge puddles or anything, but mm-hmm. it was very wet. They had their rain tires on, which is somewhat new, right? It was introduced last season. Right? I think either that or season before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's not really for sta- standing water. It's just yeah. like dampness on the track. It doesn't get used a whole lot. Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. It doesn't get used a whole lot, but they were like, we gotta, bro. <laughs> we gotta. <laughs> and so they put on their wet tires. It wasn't raining. Um, and we finally got to going. Like, I don't remember how many laps in. Maybe 10 laps in? 20 laps in? I don't know. Not 20. Maybe 10 laps. I don't know. It wasn't that far in the race. We get our first first caution, and it's Kyle Busch. It was, I think, lap two. Was it really lap two? Lap two or lap three, I think it was. See, that's my brain trying to make it better. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Busch is the first caution. I think with that caution, I was like, I don't think he's winning this race. <laughs> it felt At that point, it felt like a Daytona race to me. You know, I, you don't know who's going to win. I, I think you like you bring up Kyle Busch wrecking you know, lap two, lap three. Mm-hmm. When he wrecked, I was like, you said, oh, he's done. Mm-hmm. But he, when they put out his car, he had fine. no damage whatsoever. It was fine. So what happened is, he, you know, they're doing a corner. They're doing a, a left turn. And he goes straight. He can't turn because it's wet. Uh-huh. He Locks the goes, tires up. He goes into the wall. And there's a bunch of tires there. Like, there's so many tires there. And he goes, he slips underneath the tires. The tires go onto his car, like, above his car. Yeah. Like, he wedges himself in there, and he couldn't back out. So, Mm -hmm. it was a caution. They had to, like, pull him out. out. No damage to the car, though. That was crazy. That was probably one of the crazier ones. Like, I was like, oh, wow. Like, there's no damage. Which is great for him, Mm because you have no damage. Like, just get back out there and start racing again. Mm -hmm. So, that was actually really cool to see. It was, like, very reminiscent of a ball pit. You know, like yeah. you slide into a ball pit, you're fine, but like you're underneath all the balls, you know, uh-huh. it, was, it was like that, but with tires and a car <laughs> and he was fine. 
But I remember I was like, okay, he's still in the race. Like, like he definitely has a chance to win. Any if Kyle Busch is in a car that is able to meet minimum speed, he has a chance to win. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I think that's Kyle Busch. <laughs> yeah. So he has a chance to win, but I remember thinking like, this is like a bad omen. I don't think he's gonna win this race. Mm-hmm. And he ended up spoiler alert, but he ended up finishing I think position five. P five. Yeah, I think I think got a top five out of it. I was like, that's that was really good. That was good. It was a five or a seven. I don't remember. Yeah, I can I can remember. I it was a top ten for sure. It was top ten for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember. I'm the type of person that doesn't really celebrate top tens <laughs> or top fives. <laughs> I I will celebrate a top three, but wow. <laughs> All right then. I don't go crazy. I'm like, yes, Kyle Busch got fucking fourth it's, place or something. It's like, about consistency, though. That is true. That <laughs> Kyle Busch is always up there in the top ten, so I have to give him that. But um, um, yeah, I felt that way immediately. I was like, okay, I don't think he's gonna win, but I knew it was gonna be a really good race. I was interested in everybody that race. Yeah, I was, I was excited I was to see anybody do anything. Yeah, and um, <laughs> you know, I forgot to mention a little bit earlier, like Chase Elliott wrecking and qualifying. He wrecked in qualifying. Yeah, that's what it was. It was qualifying and he wrecked, and so he had to go to the backup car. Um, oh yeah, he was in a backup car. You you like we liked his paint scheme, and then he got to a backup car, and like the scheme had to change a little bit, and we were like, yeah. Eh. I don't like it that much. It's fine. I guess it's, fine. it's okay. It's I guess. not bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, so he was start. He started in the back, so that wasn't fun. How was Chase Elliott that whole race? Was he just like not that mid pack? Yeah, he he had gotten up. I think to like twenty first, twenty second, and then was when uh, I forgot there was a caution. From, I remember what it was, what it was for, but Chase mm-hmm. had gone pit road already. And then right after the restart, there was another caution. Um, I don't remember. Probably Ooh. Noah Gregson. <laughs> no, yeah. Let's, <laughs> actually, let's talk about that. <clears throat> <laughs> Noah Gregson and or Gregson and mm-hmm. that one corner, the Wendy's corner. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I keep calling it. When the Baconator. <laughs> the Wendy's. The ba- corner was sponsored by Wendy's Baconator. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. He hit it. So many times, and I know, like, he's probably beating himself up mm-hmm. about it, but, like, it, you know, it's a new track. Everyone's getting used to it. But Wendy's probably loved it, though. Cause oh, 100%, because... sponsored, bro. NBC literally put out the ad for Wendy's yeah. making it. <laughs> like, it was the frame. While he was in the wall, waiting to be moved. Yeah. For oh, those of you God. that don't know, Noah Gregson, he was wearing the paint scheme of Wendy's, specifically Baconator. Uh-huh. And... He was really struggling with this one corner. He kept he kept crashing there. Kept getting cautions there. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah, we started calling. People started calling it the One D's corner, the Baconator corner, or whatever. Yeah. And oh, corner, corner. Yeah, uh, on TV every time he crashed, <laughs> they would show the car. Like they would show like live footage of like uh-huh. him struggling to get out and stuff. And like the frame was like an ad for Wendy's. <laughs> so Wendy's got a lot of free FOMO. Yeah, that or, was... I'm sure it wasn't free, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was... That was hilarious. That was awesome because that was such a <laughs> unique way to advertise it because mm-hmm. usually when you see advertising like that, NASCAR, it's like just showing off the car and, you know, they'll, they'll be on them for a little bit and showing yeah. the ad. If Wendy's doesn't have another contract lined up immediately with him, like, <laughs> you're missing out, bro. <laughs> that was a good moment for Wendy's and Noah Gregson. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, I'm sure, like, you're right. He probably was beating himself up. These drivers are really hard on themselves, mm-hmm. but... They are. 
it was funny. It was entertaining. Yeah. It was everything I wanted the race to be. Yeah. And then mid-race. <laughs> yeah. They go from 100 laps. So it was even 100 laps. That's the length of the race. Mm-hmm. Mid-race. Like, they started too late and mid-race. Because like, of the I rain. think it was, like, it was even green flag and everything. Mm. And it yeah. just goes from 100 to 75. <laughs> yeah. You literally see that on TV. Yeah. It was 100 and then you... I think it was uh, Steve Latart that said, they're like, yeah, uh, we just got official word that this, this race has changed to 75 laps. Mm-hmm. And then it literally changes, like you said, <laughs> from 100 to 75. Lap whatever out of 100 to lap whatever out of 75. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I Honestly, I would I would commend NASCAR for doing that because honestly. That was a very good call. They could have easily just waited and been like, okay, there's five laps left. But instead, mm-hmm. they kind of like mid-race said, okay, you know what, Mariah can get there. And everyone knew that. Like, mm-hmm. Jeff Gluck, Bob Podcast, commentators, fans, literally they're everyone talking, was saying. They're talking about like, like fighting against the daylight, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, like the whole race. And we're trying to figure out, like, what's that going to mean? Like, if there's no daylight, how are, are we going to race? lights? Like... Exactly. Uh, so, I think NASCAR did a pretty good thing of kind of mm-hmm. like doing it mid-race. And Cars don't. NASCAR cars, they don't have headlights because the track is always lit. It is. You get that reference? Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now we have to talk about the next big thing. The thing that made our jaws drop during this race. (laughs) I already know what you're talking about. (laughs) The pile up. Yes, the pile up. My... Gosh, we probably should have rewatched like footage of that before this. But from what I remember, I don't know who got into who really, but somebody spun on a corner. They end up horizontal. I think it was I think it was Denny and uh, Alex Bowman. I think. Oh no. That's what started. I think. Oh no, I think it was Corey Joy actually. I don't remember exactly. Oh, somebody was sideways on the track, meaning there's only room for one car to go by at a time. But somebody ends up backing out. And so all this stuff, craziness happens. Cars are blocked from moving. Everybody stops. Yes. And the crowd goes wild. Yeah. That's, wild. I think that's the moment when me and you realize, holy shit, there are fans out there. Yeah. Because like, there was nobody out there. It was raining. It was really bad. Mm. Nobody was out there. And I, I you bring up a good point, And I'll, I'll, I'll kind of like talk about it right now. But. Just that wreck was like one of the most NASCAR things that could have happened at a new mm-hmm. track. Is the track literally you cannot move? It was mm-hmm. a pile up. You can. It literally looked like a NASCAR game when I used to play it. Yeah, I was gonna say that we used to do that all the time. So like you know, Ross Chastain did the video game move. You uh-huh. know? He wrote on the wall. I did that all the time at when we were playing on Bristol on mm-hmm. the games. I would do that all the time because I was like eight and I didn't really care to try. But one thing that we would do on the video games when me and Jacob would play is I would... Jacob would be, you know, racing and stuff, being good, whatever. And (laughs) I would get pretty frustrated because I was always at the back or getting lapped or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have fun. So I would stop in the middle of the race and turn around and start going backwards Uh to crash into everybody. And Jacob was like, oh, don't crash into me. Don't do that. But, like, get everybody else. (laughs) Something like that. So it was really funny. And it really reminded me of that. Yeah, because you would do that, and there would be a huge pileup where you couldn't mm-hmm. move. No, everybody was stuck. It was yeah. really funny. Like, yeah. It's a video game. Nobody's actually hurt, thank God. But It literally looked like that. No one mm-hmm. can move. Yeah, no um, one can move. Nobody, like, 
crash. There was no like wreck. Yeah, they but, just spun yeah. out and they were just everyone just waiting there like, all right, what do I do now? Yeah. And I loved the crowd roar. That was so cool. That made me so excited mm-hmm. as a fan because I can tell everyone's just excited to see that. And that happened right in front of stands. Yeah, right in front of them. And I was and like, that, they zoomed out, and I was like, wait, there's like a line of people there. Mm-hmm. Like they want to get in. And they kind of mentioned it, and I don't say like I didn't really believe them when they were saying on TV uh, that fans were kind of filing in to watch mm-hmm. the race as the race went on. I kind of didn't believe it. I was like, eh, it's whatever. Like they're probably just trying to say that, to, you know, not mm-hmm. make it look so bad. But towards the end of the race, you can see. You can see. You how can many hear. people? Yeah, you can hear them. People were in the buildings looking out windows for the yeah, race. Yeah, I saw pictures of that. Yeah. Like that was crazy. I didn't know it was actually like people. Yeah, they were coming back, and there mm-hmm. was plenty of people still. Yeah, that was the moment me and you were like, "Holy shit, there's people!" Mm-hmm. Like, and, I thought we were just watching a race, like it was a COVID nineteen race. <laughs> like, and I know. think that was when I realized, like, this is gonna be successful for NASCAR because mm-hmm. even though we had the craziest weekend ever, historic rainfall, everything, they literally came back to watch the race, and mm-hmm. everyone seemed excited, especially at that moment. You can hear them. You know, yeah. there's a lot of people there for the race when you hear them. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, but you know, obviously, you know, fast forwarding a little bit, SVG wins the race. Mm-hmm. Everyone, even when he got out, you can see how many people were just out there. Yeah, that was crazy. Like in the front stretch, there is so much people. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, obviously, you don't are gonna have like a traditional victory lane, so you know, maybe that contributed to seeing so many people. But that was packed. It looked very packed yeah. to be around there. And that was really, really cool to see. And, you know, speaking of SVG winning the race. Shane Van Gisbergen. Yeah, Shane Van Gisbergen. Gisbergen. No <laughs> one knows how to say his name. Not like how the commentators on NBC were saying Shane Van... What were they saying? Gisbergen? <laughs> no, they weren't saying his name right. Uh, Shane Van Gisbergen. Or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, there is a like it, it, was, it was a mumble at the end. Yeah, <laughs> it was like Shane Van. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It was like that. Um, yeah, but, him. Uh, he dominated the whole race. I wouldn't say dominate, but really, I wouldn't say dominate only because he didn't. Well, obviously, he didn't lead every. He was in like the top three the whole time. And I will say though, I, I told you this when he won the race. Mm-hmm. I did. He was my pick. To win the race. Who's one of your picks or your pick? My pick. Obviously, I'd want Chase Elliott win. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was my pick to win the race. Because I saw how fast he was in practice, qualifying. I, I think he qualified, ended up qualifying third or fourth. So, he didn't start, like, first. Maybe, I didn't oh, pay maybe, attention. Maybe did. I can't remember. I didn't pay attention to qualifying or practice or anything. Uh-oh. Like, I went in, no thoughts, head empty. I was like, who's this Shane guy? And you're like, he's a Project <laughs> 91 car. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I'm always, if there's a Project 91 car in there, I'm going for them no matter what. <laughs> I am. Yeah, that was, uh, obviously he won. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, I loved that moment. I do think it was like a, like, and he kind of mentioned it too, uh, SVG mentioned it, that it was kind of like a perfect storm moment. Mm-hmm. It was, it's still a new car. Everyone's still learning it. Uh, very difficult car. It's very similar, very similar to what he drives in Australia. Mm-hmm. A new complete track, and not just complete track. Like 
a street on. race. <laughs> a street race. Mm hmm And you put in the rain with all that, so everyone's driving slowly, trying to figure out a racetrack. And you put into his wheelhouse of street racing and, like, what he does in Australia and doing all that and how it was, the cars are so, are very uh, similar to, you know, uh, the cars of NASCAR. And so, like you said, like, it was a perfect storm. Yeah, he won the race and he was definitely the best driver, but he definitely was just caught at, like, the right place at the right time, which is great. And then he kind of showed a little bit, like, when he did the Indy Real course, obviously people had been there. And that was his first time, and he still got top ten, which is great. You know, showing that he can he can do this uh, if he wanted to. But it just kind of showed the difference of like, yeah, like he was great, but we also know it was like a right place, right time kind of deal. Yeah, I loved this win. Honestly, I don't know. Sorry, Shane. I'm sure you're listening for sure. But I don't know crap about him. I don't know anything about this dude. But the thought of a NASCAR Cup Series debut driver, like this is his debut. This is his first Mm -hmm. time in an actual cup race. On a new track, winning said debut, like that is, that was so exciting to me, you know? Mm -hmm. That's just like, it's like I'm being handed a platter of of just, like, skill and talent. And I'm like, I'm eating it up, bro. <laughs> like, I, that was so exciting to me. I love Kyle Busch. He's obviously made so much history, too. But, like, this was just too exciting. Like, I was rooting for him. And I was like, I would really love him to win. And then, like, he won. And I was yeah. like, oh, let's go. Yeah. And it's, we have to talk about Trackhouse and Project 91. Mm-hmm. Project... In terms of teams, Trackhouse is, you know how Chase Elliott is the most popular driver? Mm-hmm. Yes. Just in, uh, he's like the mainstream driver, basically, is what that means. I feel like Trackhouse is a mainstream team. Like, they get a lot of new faces. Yeah. I feel like. I am... Like a modern day team, more than like, I guess, an old-fashioned Ke- uh, yeah. Hendrick. I, I get what you're saying. I've never been... I've never thought of teams. Like, you know, there's Hendrick, there's RCR, there's Joe Gibbs, there's all these teams. You have the big ones, you have the small ones. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always been talk, teammates and stuff. Like, that's important. It's definitely part of the race. But nobody ever really talks, who's my favorite team? You know, nobody thinks in that way. Trackhouse is the first team I ever felt like they are my favorite team. Mm. You know? Yeah. Nobody has favorite teams. Yeah, not NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. But Trackhouse, they're my favorite team, bro. They're I love what they're doing with Project Ninety One. Mm-hmm. Project, can you explain Project Ninety One? Yeah, so Project Ninety One is basically <laughs> it's like what they use every their third installment of a car for Trackhouse. So they um, have uh, the Ninety Nine mm-hmm, Daniel Suarez, love him. The one of a Ross Chastain, but they have a third car that they bring in every so often, every few like you know, like I think every, at this point it's only like one or two a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, no point of it is to kind of bring in a new face to yeah. the sport, uh, and call Project Ninety One. So they bring in you know SVG or you know anyone maybe from Travis the other side Pastrana. of the world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good point. Uh, like anyone like that, anyone maybe well known around the world. 
kind of just bring a new face into the sport and see what it they you know they like mm-hmm. it and obviously they expect a good result out of it yeah. So um, it's like a weird, like shortcut way. Like the way to get into NASCAR really is like, you know, you do all the smaller stuff first, mm-hmm. and then it's trucks, and then Xfinity, and then it's Cup. That's usually how it goes. Mm-hmm. That takes years and years yeah. to do. By the time you get to Cup, you're like later twenties usually, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so you're spending up a lot of time just moving up the ladder. But Project 91 does allow, you know, these people with skills, like, they do work with cars and stuff. It's just not in a NASCAR way, you know? Mm-hmm. So it allows those people to sort of, like, skip that line and get a taste for it. Yeah. Because it's hard I, to commit to a years-long career if you're not sure you're even going to really be up there, you know? And I wouldn't even say you're, like, you're skipping a line and going to it. It's just more like you have, you ex- a sample. You have expertise and you know, racing cars, you know, obviously Travis Pastrana, rally car race, one of the greatest rally car race drivers ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, SVG is a really good racer in Australia, and what he does, uh, I think he's, he was like third in the points this year or something. Uh, <clears throat> but, you know, they have talent, and they've already shown. So it's not really like a shortcut, I would say. Okay, like, you have to start all over again. Mm-hmm. It's more like, hey, I see how well you're doing and other parts of racing, why don't you come try over here? Mm-hmm. Same thing kind of like Formula 1. Like, if someone would want to get Max Verstappen from Formula 1 and bring him over to NASCAR, that would be a huge deal. And everyone would be like, holy shit. <laughs> so you don't yeah. really have... and But you wouldn't also put him like, hey, you, you have to start over just like everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're already made your name, you know? It, I mean, that's true. These are... It's Project 91 basically for people who have made their name. And, and it has a good following and understanding of what a race car is and how to drive a race car in general. You know who I would like to see in the Project 91 car? What? Frankie Muniz. No. <laughs> Not at all. I don't think he's ready, but no. I would love to see him behind it. No. Come on. Was, no. That's, you did you not hear what I said about Project 91 and what it is? <laughs> oh, my God. I just want to see Frankie, like... On screen and stuff already. He's an Arco <laughs> right now. They don't. Yeah. They don't have TV or anything. I want to see his racing, but like. They do sometimes. I mean, actually, I think, I think Fox Sports carries Arco. And it, I don't think he's that bad. No, I mean, he, he gets top tens a lot. Yeah, I mean, I would say Arca is a pretty bad sport, and what I mean by that, are a pretty bad um, series. And I, I wouldn't say like, it's the governing sanctions, things like that. It's more like. The cars are so spread out. They're not. Like, you can tell there's only going to be, like, two, three winnable cars. That one's, like, it really does depend how much money you spent on this car. Yeah, exactly. So, it's very, it's not that good of a series just because of that. Um, Mm Kind of don't like that. Um, But, obviously, Frank Williams needs to go through the ranks. He started down there. He's starting his career. And now he needs to go through the rings. There's no way it would ever. <laughs> but I want to see him in college. No. <laughs> you, you just got to wait. Um, but, all right, now let's talk about, you know, we talked about, I guess, highlights of the season a little bit. Mm-hmm. Something that everyone got excited for us as fans. But now let's talk about the race this week. Yes. Yesterday, I guess, yesterday. Daytona. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Was it race. not Daytona 500? What's the official name? What do you mean? Like, like you know how yesterday? like there's a Col- uh, I think it was Coca-Cola Col- 400 or Yeah, something. I think that's what it was. Really? 
Yeah, Coke. I didn't see as much 100. Coke sponsors. Like I didn't see so many adver- Coke advertisements. Yeah, no, what are you talking about? Coke is there all the time. Well, I know, but like I feel like Coca Cola Four Hundred, like every two seconds, are saying here at the Coca Cola Four Hundred. Like usually, that's what they're oh, doing. You're but they didn't really do that. I mean, they're. I didn't know their logo is everywhere. So I'm really I mean, that's true. To. Maybe I'm just I'm just used to the Coke logo just being there all the time. Um, yeah, let's talk about the week before, in between races, in between Watkins, w- Glen. Watkins Glen and yesterday. Yeah. Leading up to that. So obviously everyone knows what happened in Watkins Glen with Chase Elliott and running out of gas on literally yes. in the middle of the race. I need to st- speak the on this. The middle of the freaking race. From a casual fan's point of view, I'm not. I'm also not a Chase Elliott fan. I mean, I am, but like he's not my main. You know. Yeah. If he wins, I don't care. But. From my point of view, as an outside, even speaking like more objectively, I feel like I'm closer to the objective side of things, like not a fan of NASCAR and stuff. Mm-hmm. From the outside looking in, when it comes to like pit stops, everybody knows pit stops and stuff. Everybody's, the the part that people are excited about seeing on pit road and stuff, you know, just normal people, is the tires changing. You know, who's the fastest? Who's going Who's going faster and faster? Mm-hmm. Like, you want to see them do all that stuff fast. Like, that's the exciting part. Nobody thinks about the fuel. You know? Because it's like, anybody does that. You know, you go to the gas station and you put fuel in your car. You know? <laughs> you're not changing tires at the gas station. I will so. say, stage breaks make no more fuel mileage races and there used to be a lot more than what it used to be like mm-hmm. you're newer so you don't want to get to see those races i had yeah. a lot of those races under my belt like watching those races <laughs> but i know it's kind of there's not a new. huge emphasis on fuel anymore yeah and i think that you bring up a point like you don't know what that is so seeing that you're kind of like what the hell <laughs> yeah like i was like why do y'all care about y'all's gas just put some in when you're in the middle of changing tires like mm-hmm. not a huge deal but that's what made it so embarrassing from an outsider's point of view. Like, how do you fuck up gas? Yeah. And how? In the middle of the race. And I was in the in, middle of the race, not even the end. Like, I, as a Chase Elliott fan, that was my downfall. That was when I knew he probably was he wasn't gonna make the the playoffs. Was I saw your just, face? It fell. It fell, bro. It was the most <laughs> dumb thing I've heard from a race, like a race team. You were dumbfounded then, and you're dumbfounded yeah, now. Yeah, and I am. And, like, I, I know Chase Elliott had mentioned it a little bit earlier this week, too. Like, or I think he's uh, Friday or Saturday. And he was just, like, it wasn't it wasn't as easy as it seems. Everyone just, oh, he just ran out of fuel. It sounds, seems like to me what he's saying is there was a little bit more internal discussions. It wasn't so much just someone just literally said the wrong thing. It was probably a mixture of bad information and people mm-hmm. probably not really double-checking their... Let's go over that. Stuff. What was the bad information? They keep saying bad information. What was the bad information? That he can go three laps without... Oh, on his uh, reserve. Oh, yeah, on, on his reserve. And so in NASCAR, um, you know, you fill up their tank and they just drive yeah. on that. And after a certain point, it gets low enough and you have to flip a switch in the car or something. Yeah, and so, that's your reserve. Yeah, so basically, I'll, I'll kind of explain it because I know you kind of don't understand it either. But yeah. that was actually not bad explanation. But kind of what you said. So you're racing, you're racing, and 
you have your whole tank. Once you get once it gets low, you have a box full of fuel from mm -hmm. the from the fuel that was in there. When you click when you switch the to reserve, it sucks in the fuel from that box. So it gives mm -hmm. you a little bit more it lets you know that you're you're yeah. running out of gas. Basically, like you're once, on your once you hit that, like yeah, that's okay. Like I need to go to the the pits. When you start talking pits. Yeah, like next time by things like that. Yeah. So, um, so that's basically like you know to pick up reserve, you know whatever you want to call it. Uh, and he it sounds like there was a little bit more discussion. Like it wasn't just some easy as saying like yeah I fucked up. Like like it wasn't 100 percent on Alan Gustafson saying I just thought and I was wrong. Mm -hmm. But, and I know Chase Elliott had mentioned, like, you know, to a casual fan, he, like, he doesn't really care what they think because we don't know. And it's yeah. true, like, we don't know 100%. But I will say this. Running out of fuel in the middle of a race, a race that you need to win to get into the playoffs, mm -hmm. is completely, completely unacceptable. Mm -hmm. That is not even... I don't care if it was one person. I don't care if it was a whole team that messed up. I don't care who it was. Yeah. That is so unacceptable as a team. Mm -hmm. You're trying to win a race. You're, you're trying to put him in the best position possible. And he's doing what he has to do. He started 15. At that point, he was 7th. Mm -hmm. and, and he was one of the only cars I was able to pass. Like, really good. Because it was not a very pass-friendly race. Um... But to run out of gas on a race you need to win. Yeah. In the middle in the middle of the race. You know, it's not wasn't like, oh, he was two laps short from winning the race. Mm -hmm. It was nothing like that. They it knew was, he was running low on gas. He he was doing what he can to save mm -hmm. and you know. Yeah, it was nothing like that. And to have that happen was just I'm still baffled at like how yeah. something that big can Get through the cracks of a team. So the bad information was once they turn on the reserve, once they flick the thing on for reserve, mm -hmm. the pit crews and stuff, they have an idea. Okay, the reserve's on. They have, like, that means that there's, like, about one lap's worth of fuel left or two or three or whatever. Usually that's what it is. Bad information they're given is that you can last three laps on the reserve. Yes. That was a bad information. Yes. And you cannot last three laps on yeah. reserve fuel. And, like, obviously, I watch it every weekend. Mm-hmm. When you go to reserve, from what I've seen, you're only going to do one more lap. Usually? Usually. Depending on the track, but usually one more lap. If it's mid-race and stuff like that. Yeah, it's one lap. That's it. Mm -hmm. And Not worth the risk. Yeah, just, you know, bring it down. If, if you're sputtering and you, you switch reserve, immediately go to pit road the next lap. Because uh, you probably won't make another lap. So, to me, as a fan, to see, to know they really thought it was three laps. That's crazy. And even the commentators, like, on NBC, like, uh, Steve LaTarte pointed out, he's like, there is zero chance of you going three laps at Watkins Glen, one of the largest tracks in NASCAR. Yeah, it's a road course. <laughs> a road course, like road course, it just means like it's not an oval. Mm -hmm. You're you're doing lefts and rights and everything. You're slowing down. You're speeding up. Yeah, that's what it is. Exactly, and that was just mind-boggling to me. To for whoever, however you got the information, to it got up to him and whatever it was, to just mm -hmm. 
believe you would have three laps. Like three just... three laps, honestly, in any road course. Three laps on reserve. That's insane to me. The only place, like I feel like, again, I'm just fan, but the only place I feel like you can go three laps on a reserve reserve fuel tank is Bristol. Bristol. <laughs> yeah, the smallest, the smallest mm-hmm. uh, track. Bristol or Martinsville. That's it. Bristol, Martinsville, or um, the Clash. <laughs> True. Or Bristol Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> or Bristol Dirt, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, that was embarrassing. Yeah, so, yeah. like, leading up to this week, you know, going back to Daytona, leading up to this yeah. week. And... Jacob kept sending me memes <laughs> of, you know, can't wait for Chase Elliott to run out of gas next week and stuff like that. Uh-huh. He was sending it to me. They're funny. They're funny. He was ruining his own mood with it, though. <laughs> but my, my thing was, I was doing it because uh-huh. I was preparing myself to... For him to lose because <laughs> i knew he probably wasn't gonna win because like you said it's a 280 tone is like going to vegas and winning a jackpot mm-hmm. daytona just... is a wild card yeah they, they don't say that lightly it, it really is yeah so i was just sending memes you know obviously it was everything that happened at once glenn was so funny people had to be memes like that is so ridiculous mm-hmm. it's so mean it, it's like, one of those situations where it is so ridiculous you have to laugh yeah literally you have to laugh so you don't cry <laughs> <laughs> that was me last weekend so like doing yeah. that was like saying those things were mm-hmm. it was funny i yeah. thought it was i mean like and also like yes i'm a chase other fan and i want him to win and he does dumb stuff and i want to you know say it when he does dumb stuff but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was funny that was yeah. Definitely something that I thought was really funny seeing those things. What was interesting to me about this whole situation is you started saying, <laughs> What do we do about him? Yeah, so what was interesting to me about this whole Chase Elliott running out of fuel and stuff was you've never said much about his crew chief. You've never, you've never had strong feelings about him. I've never asked you about him because you just simply never really talked to him you're a true neutral on his crew chief Mm -hmm. and then this happened honestly the season happened but this (laughs) was like the final nail in the coffin final nail in the coffin for you and you were finally like you know what i have thoughts yeah on the crew chief now yeah and people have always and it's kind of been like a nas like a nascar thing but like a chase elliott fan kind of fandom thing is Fire Alan Gustafson. Fire Alan Gustafson. And they've always said that. And I've never I've never agreed. I'm like we all like sometimes Chase could have done better. Mm-hmm. And we don't say fire Chase Elliott. Yeah. Um and I just never really i I've never been a person to do that. But I think after his last race I was just kinda like I'm it's too much. You as a crew chief it's your responsibility to prevent bad information coming through and giving Chase Elliott good information and you get to a point like where you're trying to win the season like stay in the playoffs and mm-hmm. make your season out of something because Chase Elliott has been out and again that's Chase Elliott's fault that's not Alan Gustafson's fault that's Chase's fault mm-hmm. um, I definitely think just seeing that though it really just like it was, it was too much. Like I was like, I feel like now at this point, yes, like they should probably go a different way, crew chief. Mm-hmm. You know, like Alan Gustafson's had really good drivers and made some really good calls, but I just don't think he should do that anymore. I think they should move someone, someone else in to maybe pair with Chase Elliott and 
maybe a fresh mind about things. Uh, I definitely feel like there's been a few times where he's cost Chase Elliott wins. Um, and it's not so much, I'm going to say, like, it's 100% him. I think, like, for instance, uh, the Charlotte race um, that they were at, um, I forgot when it was, uh, 2018, 2019? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chase Elliott was leading the race, and there was a caution, like, six laps left and <laughs> uh, Chase Elliott went to pit road when no one else went I think he was literally the only one that went down pit road but yeah so like you know that's just one example uh, but yeah I definitely feel like he should probably move on from from Alan Gustafson and probably get a different crew chief I think that's probably what they mm-hmm. should look at over not like in the middle of the, of the season but I think that's something that they're going to have to talk about in an off-season and be like, you know what, like, mm-hmm. maybe we need to go a different way. I, I, I just think that's just too much. To, your season's online and you make a, a dumb mistake like that. It'll be different if he just ran out of gas two laps short of the of winning the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in the middle of the race, and he, Alan Gustafson owned up, he, he told Chase Elliott, so I'm sorry, that was bad information. But great, you know, I'm not saying like he's deflecting mm-hmm. it, but... You still can't, still unacceptable. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that was my mood throughout the whole week because of everything that <laughs> yeah, happened. Yeah, so Jacob was in that mood. And then, the day before yesterday, oh no, it, it was yesterday, the day of the race, um, is when Kurt Busch finally announced he's retiring. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened with Kurt Busch uh, last season? It was last season, right? Yeah, it was last season. Yeah, it was last season because I had COVID. It was like... (laughs) I remember. It was like... I think it was Pocono. It was practice or qualifying. He spun out, got into the wall. Qualifying. Qualifying. He spun out, got into the wall, and he got a concussion. Mm -hmm. And it was a a bad one. He wasn't able to recover. He ended up dropping out of the playoffs. Um, And he didn't come back this season. He was like, I'm take this season off. That's what it... That was a general consensus at first. Yeah. And everyone and honestly, was just, like, retired. <laughs> yeah, everyone literally, was literally about to die. Everyone literally thought he was going to be retired. Like, he was, yeah. like, all right, I'm done driving. And he said full-time. And I know he meant, like, okay, I can come back for other races. But, like, you're done. Mm-hmm. You're not, uh, you know, a racing every Sunday driver anymore. Yeah. So I took so a that retirement. concussion. <laughs> that, con- that concussion took him out, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I... I love his brother, Kyle Busch, right? That's my number one person. But I feel like because Kyle Busch is my favorite driver, I have a soft spot for Kurt Busch. And, like, I'm pretty sad. I'm sad that he's retiring. You know? like Yeah, I mean, he was... I will say, if I was to start a new team and I wanted a veteran driver, I would pick Kurt Busch. You would he pick was Kurt Busch. He 100% would be the right person that leads mm-hmm. the team if I if I want. didn't pick Kurt Busch, I would pick Martin Truex. Honestly, <laughs> I don't I, know. I, I, I would think pick they're Kurt the same. I mean, think about it. Kurt Busch, when he went to Stuart Haas, he changed that the whole. I mean, yes, they had Kevin Harvick also, but they changed the whole perspective of you know being out there running and helping mm-hmm. everyone. And then when he went to twenty three eleven, you can just see the difference in like. Yeah. Him picking up Bubba and pushing him and showing him what you can and can't do. Yeah. It just showed to me a lot, at least, that 
he was such a good he's good teammate. on and off the track yeah he's he a was. very very well-rounded mm-hmm. person on in nascar you know and very I, pivotal i would say yeah i, I definitely think he's i definitely think he's one of the probably the best teammates you could ever have mm-hmm. and just like and this coming from a fan if a fan can see i can only imagine internally yeah what's really going on because must have a lot of respect yeah <laughs> So, definitely, you know, obviously sucks that he's out because of the whole concussion and everything. Yeah. That's not really cool. Uh, but definitely think that he's a really good driver. I don't think we're never going to see him again. Like, even the way he worded it, it, it didn't seem like we're never going to see him again. But, yeah, it, it sucks. I feel like this is just an early retirement. You know, like, he wasn't out of gas yet. You know? So that, that, it sucks seeing somebody leave prematurely. Like, what was it, Carl Edwards? <laughs> Everyone's, yeah. like, freaked out about that. Yeah, Carl like, Edwards it was, it was just a... left randomly after losing the championship. Although it's not random that Kurt Busch left, but, yeah, it's sad. I'm pretty sad about it. That's a good one we're losing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, this week, Denny Hamlin, on his podcast. I, I actually, I'm not sure if it was on his podcast. Or maybe it was Make Sure Bose. Both. Yeah, I th- he he either said something on his podcast and then Bob Pockrass talked to him. Yeah, and I, I think I think he put up the the direct quote, right? Yeah, the direct quote. Yeah, you want me to read it? Yeah, read it. Okay. <clears throat> said, uh, Denny Hammond said, I have said from the very beginning that eleven car always comes first. So his car, I have never compromised any of my on track positions for the race team i own and the race team he owns is 2311 which is um who are their racers who are their drivers for 23 2311 it's bubba wallace uh tyler reddick and that's it yeah not I never compromise any of my on-track positions for the race team I own. Certainly, it's important to be a good leader for the team that I own. It's also important to be a good teammate. And Denny Hamlin is part of Joe Gibbs Racing. Mm-hmm. So he owns a team, but he's not a, a member of that team. It's yes. kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's with Joe Gibbs Racing. He said, therefore, I am going to work with both of them equally. But right now, if I have to choose between them side by side upon the line zero zero point one chance that happens then obviously i probably lean to the 23 side so basically what he's saying is he if it came down to it and he had to choose between pushing bubba wallace to the finish line or pushing ty gibbs his teammate to the finish line he's gonna choose bubba wallace which i feel like is that's a crazy statement if you take into consideration all the drama behind ty gibbs take that into consideration not a lot of people like him fans like on the outside wise and i feel like slowly over the over this season some stuff has been coming out that even drivers don't really like him Mm -hmm. right so he's very controversial person and both Bubba Wallace and Ty Gibbs are on the cutoff line. Or they were going into this. They're on the cutoff line. Mm-hmm. Bubba had to win to get into the playoffs. Or he had to get in on points above Ty Gibbs. Mm-hmm. And Ty Gibbs had to go above Bubba. And Denny Hamlin 
saying he's gonna go for Bubba and not his own teammate. I feel like that's very... Again, bringing in all this stuff about Ty Gibbs, like, all the stuff surrounding him, mm-hmm. I feel like this is just, like, an inkling of, like, how drivers are feeling about him. You know? Like, the drama with Ty Gibbs is... He is Joe Gibbs' um, grandson? Yes. Something like that? Yeah. He, and he's... He has a little silver spoon. And <laughs> what happened is Joe Gibbs... Again, fans' perspective. I'm using very laid-back terms. But basically, fans' perspective. What happened is Joe Gibbs pretty much kicked Kyle Busch out of Joe Gibbs Racing, a team that he's been part of for, I think, over 15 years. Mm-hmm. And he kicked them out. And he replaced Kyle Busch, <laughs> pretty much replaced Kyle Busch with Ty Gibbs, his grandson. He moved him from Xfinity to Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody liked that. Yeah, no one liked that move. Cause in, in Xfinity, Ty Gibbs was roughing everyone's feathers. And yes, he was. He crashed his own teammate to in Xfinity. The, to win the race when Brandon Jones needed to win the race. Mm-hmm. And Ty Gibbs, I think that was his fifth win in the season. So, that's when I hated him. Yeah, that's, that's when I hated him. That was not a good look for Ty Gibbs at all. Nobody, in NASCAR, nobody really likes you being mean to your teammates. You know, yeah. like they understand you want to win above your teammate, but nobody mm-hmm. wants to see you drive dirty with your teammates. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes that. And then be proud of it after. Yeah, and like not even be like, oh, I'm sorry. Like double I... down on it. Yeah, double down. <laughs> like nobody likes seeing that, and nobody nobody likes seeing silver spoons in NASCAR. And this was so blatantly silver spoon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. Joe Gibbs, you know, needed a spot for Ty Gibbs. That's at least that's what it looked like. So I immediately just if Kyle and them like if this was like a normal like separation, I wouldn't have any bad blood with Joe Gibbs, you know. But like it just felt so dirty. Even if Kyle wasn't my favorite driver, I would feel I would feel shitty supporting anything Joe Gibbs because they that just shows they don't care. Yeah. About their drivers. Like, look, I needed to make a spot for my my grandson. That is... That's tough. And then to have stuff coming out on this driver that nobody ca- like nobody likes, really, because he drives dirty and just selfishly. Um, and then for people on the inside, you know, other drivers to start coming out with stuff and be like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really like this kid or whatever. It's just like, it's just a perfect storm, I think. A perfect storm for a NASCAR villain, right? Mm -hmm. And then your own teammate says they're not going to push you. That's like... I just think that... It's big, in my opinion. Danny Hammond saying that. He should not have said that. <laughs> he should not have said that. Yeah, he should not have said was that. Was it Del Jr. that said, like... Yes. Like, I I wouldn't be open about it, but, uh... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have said that. And I, like, I, I get, like, they haven't outspoken. He likes to talk a lot. Yeah. In general. like I've listened to his podcast. Yeah, but... That's just... An, I, I don't know. If I'm Joe Gibbs, I'm kind of looking at that, like... Mm... Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like that. And it's not so much, like, yes, it's my grandson. But me as a team owner, I'd feel like I want every driver to help each other 
win as much as they can. Yeah. And knowing that Denny Hamlin has his team twenty three eleven, and sure they're in the Lions. Yeah. But he literally just come out. He just came out and said like, "Hey, I would help my team over you uh, over my team." Yeah. I would help my team. Questioning why was Kyle Busch pushed out and not Denny Hamlin? Yeah, I mean, obviously That's we don't know any question. internal things. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, you know, when Tony Stewart made his team, he immediately went to his team, and you know, yeah. started a team for himself. So that was kind of same thing with Rock Kozlowski, RFK Racing. He immediately left, what Penske, and went to go make his own team. Mm-hmm. So it's very weird seeing Denny Hamlin stay with Joe Gibbs and then get a contract extension. I figured, you know, getting staying with Joe Gibbs probably because he had a contract. Mm-hmm. But getting contract thought, extension too. too was kind of crazy. I thought he'd go to his team. Why wouldn't you go to your team? Mm-hmm. And he did it. So I thought that was really crazy, um, but really outlandish yeah. statement to make going into a race, knowing that it may it can be either it's do or die for everyone. I feel like it made people on the outside perspective as a fan. I love cheese man. I love drama. You know, <laughs> yeah. I love I love it all, and it kind of made me like Danny Hamlin a bit more. Denny Hamlin, I feel like a lot of people, he's messed with everybody's favorite driver, you know? He's gotten into it with everybody. So everybody has a little bit of bad blood with him, no matter who you're going for. And... It... <laughs> I just... He's such an interesting character. You know, you've talked about before about how NASCAR is running out of personality, right? And that's why everybody <laughs> yeah. boos Kyle Busch, because, you know, he's very... Personality. Yeah, like, he's very it. out there. Yeah. And he's, you can't think about Denny Hamlin and say, oh yeah, he's bland. He has no personality. Mm-hmm. You can't think of that way with Denny Hamlin. He says whatever the fuck he wants to say. And I kind of like that. I'm the type of person to like that. Yeah. I don't love him driving. I don't love him racing wise, but like. Yeah. I mean, to me, I feel like he is a little bit of a hypocrite uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to racing and driving other drivers. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, also I'm a little biased because of Chase Elliott. Mm-hmm. But when I see it from other people, it kind of helps me. Uh, it shows me, like, yeah, it's not just Chase Elliott fans. No, it's not just Chase Elliott fans. <laughs> it's definitely not. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely feel like he's a little hypocrite when it comes to that. Uh, or hypocritical when it comes to that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, the thing is, here's the thing. I think when it comes to, like, Chase Elliott fans, people are like, oh, they hold grudges over everything or whatever. But everybody in NASCAR holds grudges over everything. It's really about apologizing i think really like the person like there's usually right and wrong people can Mm -hmm. see it you can see who's in the right (laughs) and wrong it's on tv you're looking at them you Uh see you have all the angles if somebody's in the wrong and they double down nobody likes that yeah that's true that is not good that you're gonna hold a grudge against them because like they can't see themselves that they are wrong (laughs) that's her (laughs) that was weird yeah, nobody, nobody, people hold grudges, but, like, it's only if somebody doubles down on something and they truly feel like they shouldn't have. Yeah. You know, that's just the thing with NASCAR. I think the thing with a lot of things, but the thing with NASCAR is that you see it. People get really, like, like no, they were in the wrong. Yeah, so that was leading up to the race. And mm-hmm. then, so, our predictions of the race. I see what my prediction was first. Yeah. I know you have a you want to get into yours more specifically, but I would just say yeah. for me, is Daytona I felt like it was just gonna be another boring super speedway race. You no, know, why did you think it was gonna be boring? 
I don't know. I, I know Daytona is like a wild card, but usually the wild card factor doesn't come in until like the last couple laps. <laughs> you know, that's when everybody's restarting constantly, crashing the big one, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's at the end usually. And super speedway races, I feel like they tend to get like everybody goes single file, and nobody can like move. I feel like I, I usually see that a lot with the the bigger oval tracks you know mm-hmm. and so i just thought it was going to be a boring race until the end that's what i thought yeah i think what i thought was the first two stages would be boring single file line because it's a cutoff line mm-hmm. in order for you to win the race you need to get to the end of the race so yeah you have what 15 drivers i know they can if they win they're going to be in, in the playoffs uh and you have 15 drivers who already know they're in the playoffs so that's 30 drivers driving differently. And I think the playoff drivers, I figured, would probably race harder stage one to stage two to get an extra playoff point mm-hmm. as opposed to other pitching drivers that needed to win the race to get into the playoffs. They're just trying to make it to the end of the race. Exactly. And the people already in the playoffs and stuff, they're just trying to get more points. Yeah. Much. So I didn't, I really expected it to be like, a snooze fest until the last stage and everything gets hectic mm-hmm. do you think that we could we're gonna get into it a lot more but just a sneak peek do you think that's what happened uh stage one yes <laughs> you thought it was pretty boring yeah stage one was pretty boring pretty boring but mm-hmm. i think also it's just it wasn't so much i wouldn't say boring i would just say like it was what i expected it to be stage one brought up a bunch of questions for me like it had me the thing is when nascar is kind of like not not a lot a whole lot is happening Mm -hmm. that's when i start to have questions like what would i do in this situation what's good what's bad and i start getting more like questions in my head and like is this crazy is that crazy and one question i had i could have asked you then and there i usually do ask questions like this but i was like no we're gonna we're gonna record a podcast tomorrow let's let's save it for that uh-huh. Is three wide at Daytona crazy? Mm, I don't call it crazy. I just... Because there's some, there's some places where it's like, oh my gosh, they're three wide. That's, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. But yeah. I was like, is that the same energy at Daytona? I like to say yes, it is in a way. Because in Daytona, compared to Talladega, Daytona is much smaller. It's mm-hmm. not as wide. So you, there's literally only like three and a half lanes total. So running mm-hmm. three lanes, extremely hard, extremely hard mm-hmm. to keep that going. So yeah. I think running three wide is a little crazy. Would you say aspect. It's like uncommon rather than crazy or unneeded? Or... Uh, yeah, I would say it's uncommon until it's the last lap or the last few laps where mm-hmm. everyone's going for it. There's going to be three wide, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. that makes sense. But... What we saw was... Every now and then, they were just going three wide. It really it started felt, in States, too, where he started doing all that, which was really it cool, It felt though. random to me. It, was, it did feel a little random, um, mm-hmm. but it, it did feel a little cool to see that, knowing that this car can go three wide, because I don't really think there's really been an instance that they go three wide uh, since this new car has been out, but seeing that it was three wide and it was working mm-hmm. was really cool to see, because it's usually only two right now. I wasn't aware that was like a... I guess, concerned about the car. It's not really concerned. You hear a lot about the car. I didn't realize that was, like, 
one factor. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and I, I think it's really just because the car is so hard to drive. You can't having two cars by each other is so hard. Mm-hmm. Then having three cars around each other, it makes it even harder to drive. When it's already extremely difficult car to drive in general. Mm-hmm. So you really have to move like as a pack pack mm-hmm. mentality, bro. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what it is. Um, I guess another question I have. <laughs> okay. I did ask you, and you're you're. You're like laughing a little bit, but is it better <laughs> to have clean air or dirty air? And like, what does that even mean? Okay, so <laughs> let me explain it to you. Mm-hmm. Clean air is you have uninterrupted air, air that's settled, that's just kind of like floating Nobody's around, like around the track, whatever. That's gonna help you at most, at most racetracks, you know, like intermediate tracks, like Texas and. Even, like, Martinsville, places like that. So, would you say you get clean air when you're, like, by yourself? Yes. When you're by yourself and there's no one around you. Um, that's why being in first place helps so much. Because it helps your car just move easier. Rather than you mm. being, being... If you're in the second place, you're behind first. So, you're getting the air dumped off of them. Mm-hmm. Think of it as... When you're driving on... Or even as a passenger driving on the interstate... And you're behind an 18 wheeler, and you can feel the car shake a little yeah. bit because you're the air is dumping onto you, so it's shaking, and that's you know a very s- simple um, sample size of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's obviously basic. you're not racing for four, first <laughs> yeah. with the 18 wheeler at like 200 <laughs> miles per hour but, <laughs> on a know, random highway. <laughs> yeah, so that's what it, that's what it is, uh, and when that's dirty air, when you're in clean air, you know you get around a truck, you can easily move past it, and your car's not shaking. Mm. Now, when it comes to super speedways, you don't want that because... You don't want clean air or you don't want dirty air? You, you don't want clean air. And not say like you want dirty air, it's just you want to stay in the draft with all the cars. Because... Mm. So there's a difference between like draft air and dirty air? I wouldn't say a difference. It's just you're going so fast for so long on a super speedway. Mm-hmm. You're staying with the draft. Mm-hmm. So it's, you could think of it as like this big ass bubble mm-hmm. and you just drive in this big ass bubble. When you get too far from that bubble, you get disconnected. Now you slow down, you can't catch up to them because they're mm-hmm. all traveling so fast together. It's helping yeah. each, everyone else go and faster. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to stay in that. That's why when people go by themselves, you see them go Yeah, you to see the them fall. Because yes, you have clean air, it's going to probably help your car handle better, but Everyone is in a single file line or they're right behind each other yeah. and they're pushing each other and they're making it go. So mm-hmm. you definitely want to stay in that and you never want to like go out by yourself. Honestly, it's hard explaining drafting. I always knew what it was. You want to stay behind your the car and you, uh-huh. for some reason, I didn't know how, I didn't know the science behind it, you know, growing up. Like, but for some reason, if you do that, you're, you're going to stay with that car. You're going to get faster and stuff with that car. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I fully understood drafting until I started playing NASCAR on my own, like the video game. Like you know how in the game you're you're behind somebody and it just feels a lot better, and yeah. you feel like you're going faster. Yeah. And stuff? That's when I fully like started understanding and started seeing it in the race. So if yeah. you don't know what drafting is, I recommend just playing NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. And like and trying to draft. There's yeah. a difference. Yeah. So. um... Also, another like you're bringing up questions. Something else, I, something I noticed was during, during the race, it just felt like there wasn't that one, 
or two people who were like above everyone mm-hmm. else. It was like an even playing field, and I feel like it was a wild card race the whole race. Yeah, I, I feel like it was definitely, like, usually you have, like, oh, like, Chase Elliott's car is handling better. He's making crazy moves. He's able to stay in the front. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Joe Logano is doing crazy moves. He's able to stay in front. It's fast. He can push people. He can do everything. I didn't really see that too much. Everyone uh, was moving everywhere yeah. just constantly. Exactly. There I kept was... telling Jacob, like, I felt like they were teleporting. <laughs> like <laughs> I looked away for a second and everyone it's all different cars yeah like, I was so confused and like I feel like it hasn't been like that in a while you usually have someone that you can like okay yeah yeah we're mm-hmm. he, he's really good at it or you know he's gonna be someone you're gonna have to beat but it wasn't like that I everyone seemed like very evil even playing field and it felt like it was really just gonna be whoever can get the good the best push at the right time and win the race yeah was gonna win the race yeah, it was about getting to that position. It's it's crazy to think about, like, when you're thinking about races, you're like, oh, I want to finish first. That's all you think about, usually. But for this race, it felt like I need to get to third to get to first. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you have to think about the other positions first before thinking about first. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt this race. Like, you have to set yourself up in this ideal situation yeah and that um, was that was that was new to me paying attention i never usually pay attention to to daytona races honestly i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) uh but also like we said the first two stages were kind of like they weren't very racy uh well stage two it was but stage one wasn't very racy and then at the end of stage two huge huge wreck on coming to the Mm -hmm. on the last lap coming to the green light uh or What's it called? Green checkered, whatever it's called, uh, at the end of the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty crazy. That was crazy. So, I can explain this one. I know I want I want Jacob to explain the other crash that happened more. Uh-huh. I can explain this one. So what happened is they were in the middle of a corner. They were in the middle of turning, and Ty Gibbs is in front, and. Christopher Bell is behind Ty Gibbs. Mm-hmm. They are both teammates. And in the middle, this doesn't really happen, but in the middle of the corner, in the middle of turning, uh, Christopher Bell goes to push Ty Gibbs. Like, basically that means he's just trying to give him a little bump so he can go get a little boost of speed, you know? Just go a little bit more in front. You don't usually do that at the corner. And, you know, Christopher Bell, for whatever reason thought that was a good idea and ty gibbs <laughs> spun or yeah i guess he spun he went he turned to the left and that's where ryan blaney was he got into the end of ryan blaney so he ryan blaney goes right and he goes straight into the wall and that crash like they showed the in-car footage of ryan blaney going into the wall and stuff mm-hmm. that looked bad yeah I remember they replayed it, like, obviously after making sure Ryan Blaney's okay and stuff. They replayed the crash, and they show us the in-camp footage, and you can see him, like, closing his eyes in pain. Like, literally wincing and, like, cringing, like, Mm -hmm. in pain. And that was, that was crazy. That was a really hard hit. Yeah, that was extremely, extremely hard. Like, it was, when I saw it, he went straight into the wall, I was like, holy, Mm -hmm. wow, that was... 
I don't think I've ever seen a, a next-gen car that messed up in, like, the front of the car. Mm-hmm. That was completely destroyed car and in the front, and I, that's, it's been a while since I've seen something like that, like, for yeah. a car. It was, that was crazy. That was know? a nasty hit. Yeah. I'm glad he, I'm glad he got out because. Yeah. He definitely looked like he was hurting. I mean, I know it took him some time to get out. He probably got his wind knocked out of him, whatever, but he was definitely yeah. in pain and hurting after that. And you probably... could see him breathing hard. That's why I, mm-hmm. I, I told you, like. I think he got the wind knocked out of him because he, yeah. he, he was struggling. Yeah. He probably is going to be feeling good today and the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> probably. And I just got to say, like, I love Ryan Blaney. <laughs> Me and Jacob, we have our favorite. Jacob's a very big fan of Chase Elliott. I'm, my main person is Kyle Busch. But uh-huh. we have, like, this little pool of other drivers that we really like and we would like to see win, uh-huh. too. Yeah. And we usually share the same drivers. I like Ryan Blaney. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Ryan Blaney? Do I like him? Yeah, I don't have an issue with him at I all. I love seeing him win. But I do like... I wish it happened more. I do like Bubba Wallace the most. Really? Yeah. Out of our little pool of favorites? Uh-huh. Bubba yeah. Wallace is my favorite. I say I say maybe in our little pool of favorites, I have to go Daniel Suarez. <laughs> uh, but also, something I saw was the 15 hitting an inside wall. That was... Yeah, that looks crazy, That was too. a nasty hit, too. He just... He gets spun by Danny Hammond, looks like, uh, trying in to get through crash. the wreck. Like, yeah. trying to get through it, and absolutely just destroy the inside wall going towards pit road and i didn't see a lot of people i don't know about you i didn't see i didn't hear the commentators talking about it or stuff but you can if you look at the footage you can see in some of the footage you can see him hitting that wall really hard and his car spins a couple times yeah like violently spinning like yeah i mean it's not like he got off the ground or anything but yeah. Was spinning. So I thought it, that it was, was like hard. it's one of those spins where like the cars like going sideways spinning. Yeah, it wasn't like a, a flip spin. And I don't think they ever really brought it up because it was kind of like hard to see, but mm-hmm. that definitely looked pretty hard. It looked it looked bad. We noticed it, and you you told me to write that down to talk yeah. about because it, it did look it looked crazy. He hit yeah. it hard, and he spun around like fast. It wasn't mm-hmm. even like like spinning slowly, you know. Uh, and obviously that wreck brings out the red flag, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone's in, on the backstretch, you know, parking their cars, and you see the sixth car, Brad Kozlowski... Going in circles. <laughs> going in circles. Confused. I was like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And he didn't show anything on a broadcast, you know, at first, and so we're seeing that live on Twitter. Everyone's going through it. Mm-hmm. Or X, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, when we're watching NASCAR, we're always on Twitter, too, because... Seeing everything else that's going yes. on. Uh-huh. And so... And we're like, what? And apparently he was putting out a fire that was in. I don't know exactly where it was at. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously he was just trying to put the fire out, which apparently he did. So I guess <laughs> great job on him. But that was, that was just a It's the funny. car version of stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. When your car's on fire, spin in circles. Yeah, that's literally what it felt like. <laughs> Drive in circles, bro. <laughs> stop, drop, and roll. If you're in a car, just go in circles. <laughs> um, yeah, it was yeah, really was interesting. So the thing is, the big one that's... That's just, like, a trademark in Daytona. That's in every race, usually. And usually what happens is, it's like, oh, my gosh, the big one's happening. The big one's happening. The big one happens. Everybody spins out. Some drivers are taken out, and all this stuff happens. And, you know, the race goes on. That's usually what it is. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously nobody's like, oh, I hope everybody's hurt or something. Like, nobody wants that. Fans of NASCAR, they don't want anybody getting hurt in any wrecks. That's a huge thing. But the big one happens, you make sure everybody's okay, and then you just kind of move on with the race. This one, I remember me and you were sta- sitting there, like, just looking and like, oh my gosh, I hope Ryan Blaney is okay. 
Yeah. It looked nasty. I can't I can't explain how nasty that hit looked. Yeah, it definitely didn't look good, and we definitely just hoping it was okay. Mm-hmm. It, it uh, looked a lot worse than what Kurt Busch went through. Yeah, it Pokemon, did. his career-ending little crash. Mm-hmm. It looked so much worse, and the fact that he walked out and he was like, "Yeah, not fun." <laughs> like, I, I'm so glad he's okay. Honestly, it, it 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 looked bad. Yeah, it definitely did. This was a race of two really bad crashes. Honestly. Yeah extremely horrible we'll obviously talk about ryan priest later but yeah it was really bad yeah i did have a question this this crash is ryan blaney and ty gibbs crash Mm -hmm. why is it bad to push my corner because so obviously when you're going straight like on down uh back stretch it's easier to keep a straight line or to follow the car in front of you because the car's not moving a lot Mm -hmm. it's just going straight yes but when you go in the corner there's so many more variables involved. Like, you have to make sure your car is handling right. You got to make sure that whenever they're pushing you, they're pushing you correctly. Because in the corner, you're turning the wheel at, a, at an angle at a point. Mm-hmm. So, it's not a complete straight line. So, when they hit you in the back, you have to be able to take it and know that your, ha- your car is handling well. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, and you can see it, too. Like, some cars were not able to keep the bottom. They, they had to literally... Who did top? Yeah, they have to go to the top, or you see them like trying to hug the line, and then they come mm-hmm. off because they couldn't do it. So, um, that's a really good showing of like, imagine if that car was being pushed in the corner, mm, how they would, true. how they would, it would just go straight up into the wall, else. or yeah, or they'd spin yeah. out because it could, it wouldn't be able to control the the push. So yeah. that's usually why it's not really good to to push in the corner. Is you it can, possible? Yes, it is possible, and usually if you can. You're a good driver. <laughs> it's very helpful. Like, it can get you in the front fairly quick because no one mm. is to be locked onto each other. Do you think it's, like, a proof of skill if somebody successfully pushes you in the corner and you're able to control the car? No. Uh, I mean, well, yes, in a way, yeah. But I feel like it's more like sort of, more so the car. Mm. Because, but it takes two cars. You, if yeah. You, like, you need both cars handling that way. So, but you're not always going to have cars like that are that good at handling. Yeah, we have cars that are... Finally good at Daytona and, and things like that, but you definitely don't have usually two cars that are that good where you can both be okay pushing and being pushed in a corner. So it, that's why it doesn't really happen much. Mm-hmm. You're not. It's very rare for it to really come out, but it's, it's really more so the car than it is a driver. Obviously, a driver, yes, like you kind of like be really good at it, but you gotta have a car that can handle all that stuff yeah. too. Which is why I. I I wanted to ask that because I wanted that to set up why I think it's interesting that Christopher Bell pushed Ty Gibbs. Because Christopher Bell and Ty Gibbs are both part of Joe Gibbs Racing. They're both teammates. And again, bringing up Ty Gibbs, he's very controversial and stuff. People like him. Well, if people like him, it's a fan, usually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, most people don't like him. And... It has me questioning again. Maybe I'm looking into it too much. I just love the drama, live for it, you know. But it has me questioning, like, why did Christopher Bell think it would be a good idea to push Ty Gibbs? It's literally his rookie year. I think it's just experience. And, like, Christopher Bell, from what I remember, at least as a fan, I can't remember when he's been... I mean, I guess he did win, or he was close to winning a race. I can't remember if he did win a, a Daytona race or not. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's just kind of like he's always in the front usually he's always yeah. a top 10 but he's not uh you just kind of like know who you're pushing and also like if they can take it and also do you, you think know, he you gotta trust them too yeah but do you think he like did he overestimate ty gibbs or did he just take a shot or was it just straight up like i don't know i just thought he could handle it like I think it was nothing. I think he was just trying to push him to win the stage because it was right there. Mm-hmm. So to give him a little boost, like I said, it's it helps a lot when you can do it in the corner. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to do it in the corner so that way he's he, making a risk. He can push him to the lead, or maybe even he tried to go for the lead mm-hmm. at the end of the stage. But he was, was definitely it, trying to help. Not it hurt. did. It didn't look malicious. It's weird. Sometimes you can see in like in Rex like. Oh, that was malicious. He mm-hmm. wanted to spin him out or something. But this one, like, oddly, there's something about it. It's just like, oh, he was trying to help him. Like, he wasn't trying to, like, spin him out so he could win the stage or something. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just thought it was pretty interesting that, you know, Christopher Bell made a call. And it was not a good call on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Like, on the outside looking in, that's a rookie driver. Why are you going to do such a a big risky move like that he's not gonna be able to handle it he just doesn't have the experience or i mean we don't really know what his skill is at to figure out a driver's skill you have to look at multiple seasons this is his first season we don't really know what his skill is at yet yeah so yeah i just thought that was it was interesting interesting call by christopher bell nothing malicious i don't think though yeah and also another thing i you know after the wreck and everything i thought one of the like just something i want to put in there a little bit is when they red flagged that that the race because of the wreck mm-hmm. a lot of cars weren't moving because they had flats and you nascar can't, you can't move in this car with flats exactly yeah you know what nascar did was really cool was they get they got all the tow trucks behind the cars that needed mm-hmm. to be pushed pit road and immediately when they went yellow they pushed, back, they pushed them i thought that was really cool it's tough them losing laps and having to just deal with it as a driver. You're mm-hmm. able to easily get back on pit road and stuff. Losing that lap or two where I, I think even Chase Elliott's happened with him before. Like where he loses two, three laps because the records took too long to push him back to pit road. Whatever. So I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that was the first time they did that. Yeah. I don't think, they, I don't think they've done that before. At least not that was seen. Um, so after the wreck um there was a lot of talk on the commentators and stuff saying that now Bubba Wallace is on the offense mm -hmm. because after that wreck Ty Gibbs was taken out by that wreck right yes he he was just out Mm -hmm. so there was no fight between Bubba and Ty Gibbs on the the cutoff line anymore Ty Gibbs was out Bubba was pretty much established so they were pointing out that Bubba was now on the offense because you explained it earlier to me. Can you explain it again? Like why he was on the offense? Basically because at that point when Ty Gibbs out, there was no one that was going to catch him on points. Mm-hmm. It was just anyone new winning. So with that being said, what he had to do was basically be that final barrier of, hey, if he's he's that final barrier of if you're gonna win and be a new winner and kick me out of the playoffs, you're gonna have to go through me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, and winning the race would be great and give him a, a playoff point, uh, five playoff points to start off with. Anyways, yeah. So at that point, 
Bubba Wallace needs to either he wins or somebody who's won before has to win at that point. Yes. That's what he's worried mm-hmm. about. Yeah. So he basically wants he's key. He almost controls his own destiny mm-hmm. as long as no one new wins. So he's trying to control that as much as he can. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after, I felt like everyone kind of went to the single file. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure because kind of rattles your cage a little bit. Everyone just wrecked. So, yeah. all right, let me chill out. Let me get to the end of the race. So I thought that was, of course, no one likes single file racing. Mm-hmm. And it gets boring. No one likes it at all. No, I, I definitely don't. Yeah, I, I, I think we can probably... Say it for everyone, like, no one likes single-file racing. We can confidently say no one likes single-file racing where we all, nobody also likes racing where you can't pass. Yeah. It's not always single-file for those instances, but just nobody likes it when there's no passing happening. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not exciting. And I get that. I get that point of view, but, like, it's going to happen. I can't be mad when it does happen, you know? I just have to be like, okay, well, it's just boring now. <laughs> um, I know definitely a lot of people say that this new car is bad. This this car is so controversial. What is it? The next-gen car? Mm-hmm. That's what everyone calls it. I think it's called... I think it's actually Gen 7. Like Gen 7. Generation 7. This car... This is the second season with this car? Yes. First season was a disaster. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just a lot of learning. It was a lot of learning, fixing the cars up. They were like, they were like weirdly like prototype, like incomplete cars. That's what it felt like. Mm. And then this season, everything's a little, a bit more on track and stuff. I get what they're, you're getting the results that they were going for. Like everyone's on an even playing field. Yeah, I guess in a way it is. I feel like all 30 people are competing or however many drivers like it feels like all of them are competing rather than the same like 10 people yeah there's kyle bush kevin harvick martin truex chase elliott they're all at the front usually you know mm-hmm. they're usually the ones winning races like kyle larson denny hamlin all of them they're all usually winning and you know once by the time the cutoff happens there's like five unique drivers that won you know yeah and or it feels like it at least yeah at, before it felt like that this time the past what two years it's literally or yeah past two years it's literally been about 15 16 people yeah this year 15 unique people won before and i think the last year 15 or 16 unique people won or no it was 15 i think, I think it was 15 also yeah because i think ryan blaney got in on points or something yeah like he that. beat martin church on points because martin church got in an accident or they both got an accident, but yeah. I think Turex was out, out. I love that. It it just... I love seeing new people. I think that's that's what I like seeing as a fan. Yeah. I, I don't I, like seeing the same people winning, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm okay with, like, what people want, like, for instance, William Byron has, like, five wins this, this year, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty tired of William Byron. Because <laughs> he won so much. I don't, I don't really mind that. Like, it, it's okay. It's just not when, for instance, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin having their own freaking season, was it two years ago? When they had each, like, 13 wins total. Or more than that, actually. Because I think Denny had, like, nine or eight wins, and then Kevin Harvick had, like, six or seven wins. That was ridiculous. I didn't like that. 
mm-hmm. seeing two cars beat everyone every single weekend. That's mm-hmm. I don't like that. Uh, but then obviously, pitch strategy after that was pretty cool. Uh, they kind of mentioned it. Uh, we can kind of talk about it just a little bit. I liked. Uh, I don't really care about pitch strategy. I I have friends that are like huge strategy game nerds, and I don't get it. I just don't like strategy. I don't like. I'm not interested in anything that involves strategy. But I got really into it last night. Like thinking about pitch strategy and like it's mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah, and I will say because of that, like as a Chase Elliott fan, because of strategy, Chase Elliott was able to be in second place before you know the the, the, the wreck, but mm-hmm. or you know at the end of the race. But he was able to get there because he was like I think he was seventh or eighth in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he went, but because he was saving so much fuel, when he came down pit road, as opposed to whoever was leading the pack, I don't remember who was leading the pack at the time, mm-hmm. he was able to have less time on pit road, which means he got out, and he was only behind Kevin Harvick. So he gained five spots on pit road because he was saving fuel, you know, yeah. in, the, in the pack. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, and then knowing he had a chance to do it. And obviously, with five laps left, was the huge wreck with... Yes, Ryan Priest. Yeah, that was that was one of the like I told you when we were watching. I was like, that was the worst, one of the worst wrecks I've ever seen in my life. Not I, just the year, but the whole life. I thought we just witnessed another fatality. Like I, like my heart dropped. I was like, oh my gosh, this can't be happening. It was crazy. Do you want to explain like how that wreck happened? Yeah. So basically. Uh, everyone's pushing it's the end of the race everyone's pushing hard and Eric Jones so with these cars I'll mention this first with, with these cars you don't want to push too much to the left or too much to the right you want to push straight in the middle mm-hmm. of a car because like when you're behind another mm-hmm, car when you're pushing because if you're pushing you're all a bit if you're a little off center to the left or right you're most likely to push them that in that direction you're going to unintentionally spin them out yeah because it's so hard to keep up with the, with the cars especially like they're so twitchy if you hit them wrong in the wrong place they're going to go you know, These cars control turning. you, baby. Yeah, basically. So uh, Eric Jones gets into him, into uh, Ryan Priest uh, in the left side of a quarter panel, um, off centered, and turns him into uh, was it the uh, Chase Briscoe, his teammate, and basically f- when he goes over Chase Briscoe, starts flying in the air. He's uh, in the grass and he's yeah, in the he, air. He's, he's in the grass in the air. Finally flips eleven and a half times from what I from what I counted. <laughs> you um, counted. Yeah. So it was like eleven, eleven and a half, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um he literally went in there and I, I think like a lot of people are kinda of men- are like mentioning like, yeah, this is one of the worst wrecks I've ever seen. He just kinda of went flying in there and I really honestly feel like it was like yes, it was one of the worst wrecks I've seen. I feel like it was just a bad place at where uh, he went flying because mm-hmm. when I was looking at the replays because I looked at it over several times when I looked at the replays when he spins out and he starts spinning he his air does his car does get airborne a little bit not very much but just a just a tad but right when his car goes in the air he goes above it and if you, and you can look at the at the replay and look at it but he goes from the transfer from grass to the pavement on on you know the in you know, on Daytona, the, the service. But there's also, um, uh, I forgot what you call them, like, 
you know, it helps change the elevation from grass to to the actual surface Paper? of yeah. So it dips down a little bit. So when it dips down, his car was barely in the air a little bit, and because of the because uh, he had that transfer from grass to the pavement again, there was more air that that was able to get under him, which mm-hmm. just threw him violently. That little air pocket was enough to just throw him and spin him. And like, yeah, like I think it was still gonna be violent and still mm-hmm. be a pretty bad wreck. But because of that little air pocket and where he started to, his car started to lift a little bit, it literally like just violently threw horn. him. Like it was one, I've never seen one. It was so high. I've never seen a car be so high in a race like that. Like that car flipped and it was up there. Mm-hmm. And he was flipping violently, and he we, landed, and we thought he was upside down. We thought he looked upside down. Like yeah. the car was so mangled, we thought he was upside down. Yeah, we like, thought <laughs> we really thought he was upside down. Uh, so that was very very scary, and obviously oh. he got out the hospital this morning. They haven't really said what's wrong with him. Uh, I was just kind of speculating that it was a concussion mm-hmm. because of the way he was. Um, when I got out the, out the car, it looked like he was kind of wobbly a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 was I, was saying, I was thinking that it was just shock, you know. You don't really could be. know what's happening. Mm-hmm. you just adrenaline pumping. You're just pure shock. Yeah. Your eyes flash before your eyes. like. And he just had a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. They just said, like, on the 7th, right, yeah, of this something. month. Uh-huh. I bet you there's I mean, shock is a real thing. So I, I bet you all of that went through his head. And was, mm-hmm. He was in complete shock. Yeah. But... Uh, definitely, you know, NASCAR is improvement of safety cars. That was really cool to see that he was able to at least walk out. I know he yeah. wasn't 100%, but he was at least able to walk out of that car and not be seriously hurt or, or dead. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was that was crazy. I'm sure NASCAR is going to take his car and they're going to go look at it and see what they can do to fix it and get better. But that was crazy. Yeah, my heart genuinely dropped. I genuinely thought we just, there was another death yeah. like, on our hands. Like, and then it, I started getting even more scared when he wasn't coming out immediately. Mm-hmm. But uh, thankfully, eventually he did, and they like replayed it and showed it, and it was just nasty. It's a very, very nasty crash. Yeah. Um, and then I, it was pretty quick turnaround though. I think for to go back to green. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a you know green light checkered at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Last couple laps. Yeah, last couple laps, last chance for Chase Elliott. Um, the last two laps were pretty good. I feel like uh, everyone's pushing hard, trying to get the best. Um, mm-hmm. But once once he got to the last lap, I knew Chase Elliott was not going to win yeah. the race. Carl, Kyle Larson wasn't there anymore. Yeah, it wasn't to pushing help him. him. And at one point, there was Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, and Roman Byron, all three lined up, <coughs> which is exactly what you want. Are they all teammates? Yeah, mm. all the teammates. Um, so that was that was good help he had, but he just and I think he mentioned in post race comment. He just said that he didn't have what he needed to stay locked on to Kevin Harvick to help him. Mm-hmm. And like you, could, it was pretty noticeable when he got to the last, uh, going to the back stretch of the final over the final lap. You can see like yeah, like he's probably not he he, he doesn't have enough momentum to to get a chance to to win the race. Mm-hmm. So. I knew he was probably not going to win the race. Um, but Christopher Buescher winning it was... Is it Christopher? Yeah, sorry, Chris Buescher. Is his name Christopher? No, but oh. it's the whole thing started with uh, Dale Jr. Oh. 
<laughs> uh, so, yeah, Chris Chris Buescher winning it. The third win, I think, five weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I kind of have no thoughts on Chris Buescher winning. It's He's not one of my favorite drivers, and I don't know anything about him. I don't hate him, you know. He's not I, a bad racer. I feel like he's definitely going to make noise in the playoffs, but we'll talk about that right now. Um, but then Bubba getting in, first time ever mm-hmm. to playoffs, like driver playoffs. Uh, so uh, that was really cool to see. Uh, obviously, I'm a pretty big Bubba Wallace fan. Uh, we so both are. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really cool to see that he made it, even though Chase Elliott didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do want to bring up Bubba a little bit real quick and how he kind of he handles his emotions. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are kind of like, I, I know it's people are just racist and rude and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. they kind of like get mad at Bubba for the way he handles things, but I think he did what he needed to do. You know, mm-hmm. this week he didn't really want to talk to anyone. He even said that he was so nervous with his wife. And mm-hmm. he's, he even told her, sorry, I've been so nervous. And, he and he, NBC wanted to talk to him before the race, and he said no. No. <laughs> Which is fine. Like, this dude, I mean, sure, there's so much pressure in general. Mm-hmm. And how we mentioned earlier, like, the drivers put so much pressure on themselves to win the race and do what they need to do. So, and Bubba, do, he, he does the same exact thing. I just think he, he expresses it a bit differently than other drivers. It's, yeah. it's a lot more intense with Bubba. Yeah, and I think what he did, what he had to do, he had to just be focused and focus and swear about himself right now. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's what he did. And that's what he did. There's nothing wrong with that. I think people are just mad and gonna be aren't gonna be annoyed with the way he handled it. But people handle everything differently. And I think what he did was perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with not wanting to talk to anyone and wanting to just mm-hmm. go on with the race. Do it. I mean, all, or not everyone's gonna be Danny Hamlin, you know, who's you know gonna. Rice for the occasion and be like, yeah, like I, I need to go out there and win and this and that. Or like Chase Elliott saying that every week. Mm-hmm. Felt like for the past two months, <laughs> I need to win. I need to win. I need to win. Bo Wallace know? just has his own way of like expressing it. Yeah. Uh, but going now, going into playoffs, who are you surprised to see there? Who am I surprised to see there? Oh, let me look, honestly. I'm surprised to see William Byron with so many wins. So many wins. Yeah, um, I'm not honestly. I feel like he he was on a, on the cups of a breakout season. I feel like he had it last year, but I just feel like he was only going to go up. Someone I am a little bit surprised to see there is Christopher Bell, and that's kind of saying a lot because I love Christopher Bell. I I really liked him. I think he was a good teammate because uh, you know I was I had to be a Joe Gibbs fan because you know uh, Kyle was there. Mm-hmm. But I, I did like Christopher Bell last season a lot. I just felt he was always there at the top. And mm-hmm. I, I love when, when drivers are always there at the top. That's the type of fan I am. I like seeing people win. Yeah. I feel like he's a really good driver. But he I feel like he's been pretty quiet this season. Yeah, he kind of has. Don't, I mean, I'm sure you don't remember. Do you remember what race he won this year? No. <laughs> Bristol Dirt. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. But it's so like, just forget yeah, he hasn't really he's been, been quiet. Yeah, I, I mean, also he's a very quiet racer in general. Yeah, but in like, general. I don't really see him on TV. He doesn't really talk too much and doesn't really say anything. Mm-hmm. But so. I feel like just this year especially, he's been he's been hush-hush. Yeah. But, all right, who do you think Richard surprised is not there? There is a few Who I'm not surprised that's there? Who are we surprised to not see there? Oh, to not see there? Mm-hmm. 
I... So who's not a playoff driver? You're like, wow, I can't believe they're not a playoff driver. Uh, I would need a list, honestly. But there's a couple people. Obviously, Chase Elliott. Yeah, Chase Elliott's my guy. I'm uh, surprised. Is Kevin Harvick there? Yes. He won. He went, got in on Oh, points. he's just at the end. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Chase Elliott, I really was like... I really thought of... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I'm hurt by it still. <laughs> yeah, uh, I felt like Chase Elliott probably should have been in there. And um, from what I've seen the past few years, he usually steps up to the plate. And I feel like as a team, they just felt. They 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 dropped the ball pretty hard as a team this year. Yeah, and it was if it wasn't him, it was his team or his crew chief. And it was if it wasn't their, and if they gave him great pit stop and great strategy, he messed up somewhere. Mm-hmm. It just they couldn't get everything synced up all together it was always yeah when this part was really good but then the driver messed up or they like for instance Watkins Glen the driver is really good moving up but then they messed up on pit and all that mm-hmm. so really surprised at that um also who do you think has the most momentum going into it who had William Byron William Byron really I think he does I think Byron. William Byron or Chris Buescher I say Chris Buescher. William Byron, I don't think so. Yeah, he has the most wins, but he hasn't. He only he won at Watson Glens, but before that, he hadn't won in like two or three months. So he got his wins, a lot of his wins at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I definitely feel like Chris Buescher is going to be a, a name to reckon with this playoffs. He's like you know in, in this uh, playoff format, it's really crucial. To have momentum going into it, and seeing that he has that much momentum, he's going and going to tracks he's good at, going back to Bristol, where he's won. So, mm-hmm. you know, going places like that, going to Darlington where he was really good uh, earlier in the year at, uh, just like these places that I just feel like he's going to excel and he's probably going to be in the in the running for a championship this year. I feel like. I would also like to bring up Martin Truex. For what? Uh, momentum. Yeah, he's gotten some momentum the past, I'd say, few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, after kind of like being. I feel like it's the bit. beginning of some good momentum. Yeah. I want to say it's quite like momentum, momentum. And he is a veteran, so he can turn yeah. it on in a switch. If if I had to choose between like a handful of drivers, like who do you think is gonna win the next race? Like. Martin Truex Jr. would always be up there for me, honestly. He, he's a good driver. He's really good. Who do you think had the le- has the least momentum going into it? The least momentum? I would say... Hmm. I did say Christopher Bell. Yeah, Christopher Bell. I, I say Joey Logano. I was literally thinking that, thinking that. Joey Logano doesn't... He hasn't really been putting out really good runs uh Watkins Glen I think he finished I can't remember where he finished exactly but he wasn't really he wasn't really like up there at all uh he did at one point and then after the Chase Elliott it kind of just fucked him over but after Chase Elliott uh caution it fucked him over but um Christian's gonna be mad at us yeah probably Christian's our other brother and his favorite driver is Joey Logano yeah right so (laughs) I mean but also I'm not too worried about Joey Logano because I know Joey Logano's veteran so he's probably gonna come in here and just he's all of a sudden he's, he's probably gonna win next race at darlington randomly that's, that's short track racing yeah that's short track racing bro 
so yeah, I think those are good picks. I think Christopher Bell has some work to cut out for him. I think honestly, out of the out of the four people who are in the red, you know, say red, I guess. Um, um Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Obviously, but I feel like Mike Wigdell, Kevin Harvick, and Bubba Wallace all can make it out of this round pretty yeah. easily. I, I, me too. I mean, is it likely all of them will make it? Probably not. But I definitely feel like if I had to pick three drivers to get out, this, out of the red, it'll be the 34, the 4, and the 23 out of the round. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and Joe Logano is right there, which is one point below. So I feel like Joe Logano has some work cut out for him too for, mm-hmm. for the playoffs. Who's your early pick, though? Out of who do you think is going to win? the championship early pick just started the playoff season well haven't even started it yet technically i say william byron i say william byron too he's very consistent everywhere it makes me mad he's very consistent i don't want to see him win the championship i want kyle to win i think kyle will be up there too but i think william byron can edge him out for consistency reasons and this year that's my concern (laughs) he's been very very consistent all year long but you're so. going to be going for Kyle Busch, right? Yeah. Me and Jacob made this agreement <laughs> that if our one of our drivers, like, if one year Kyle Busch doesn't make it to playoffs, but Chase Elliott does, or Kyle Busch gets out and Chase Elliott's still in there, I go for Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott's out. Jacob supports me and goes for Kyle Busch. We've made this agreement. <laughs> yeah, so... You have to go for Kyle Busch with me. Yeah, I have to. What is your stance on Kyle Busch? Do you hate him? No. I used to hate him, but then I realized how good he was for a sport, and I stopped hating him. Mm. Like, I was excited. Yeah, I I was so excited when him and Kyle Larson fought at Chicagoland and wrecked each other off the whole lap, (laughs) the last lap. Because I thought that was so cool to see, and seeing Kyle Busch kind of like, Mm. mock the fans and that was so awesome to see <laughs> i thought it was so cool to see a driver kind of like be that villain and take on that villain role and i was like mm. we need that in nascar we need those personalities <laughs> i was not mad about it i never all. seen that race i feel like i have to see it now as yeah. a Kyle Busch fan yeah it was really it was really really good mm-hmm. but yeah i just i always find it really funny that kyle bush um and his brother got into it on the all-star race doesn't even matter for, oh like, like playoffs or anything long time ago yeah <laughs> they didn't talk to each other for a year yeah. or something like that oh that's funny kyle yeah. bush he's great he's so good all right but i think that's pretty much it right anything else no this is gonna be a longer episode than most because i wanted to go we went over two races today I mean, we kind of went over the season, too, and everything like that. So. Yeah, we were, catch- we were playing catch-up, really. Yeah, so I assume it's probably going to be more like 45 minutes a podcast episode. 45 to an hour. I don't know. We we tend to get we get talking with each other. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this one's definitely going to be one of the longer ones. But I think we, we played catch-up. We did it. We talked over a lot of things. Obviously, if... Yeah, I, to, I know. I have to remember a lot of stuff from earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, it's kind of hard trying to remember what was last season, what was this season for me. Thank you for listening. If anyone listens, if not, we're just listening to ourselves, which is perfectly fine too. I listen to myself. I used to do this all the time. Well, not podcast, but watch NASCAR by myself, so I would <laughs> enjoy it by myself. This is so sad. <laughs> but now I'm in your world. Yeah, now you're in now my I'm world. Now I'm here. And hopefully, more people get join our world. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, this is fans talk NASCAR. 
Yeah. Just fans talking NASCAR. That's what we did. We set out to do it, and we did it. Let's go. Woo! <laughs> Let's go, Kyle Busch. Let's go, Chase Elliott and Bubba Wallace. And Daniel, Daniel Suarez. Yeah, Daniel Suarez. And Who else do we like? <laughs> 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 All right, bye. Bye.